Episode 122, 122, it's me and you, 122, two wee guys, pals for life, talking about things and strife, do we need me, ba-da-ba-ba, the hashtag show, be-li-be-be, episode 122, for the council scumbag, come on in, brethren, the door is open, you are welcome, uncup your ears, unblock your eyes, this episode it's for everyone. Even if you're a Jew, it's I mean. episode one, two, two. <laughs> Council scumbag or not, come in. We've got the lot. Yeah. Sex, color, or creed. All is welcome at the uh, at the font, the fountain, the uh, the the what's the what's the thing the guy stands on? Does the whole. Please Platform. turn to page. I built. It's got a name. Oh, the podium. <laughs> it's not, no, it's got a name. Oh, I, I. Is it the Pontus? Is that what it's called? Pontus, uh, come with me. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a good, I'm a good prodigy, man. I don't know all the technical jargon. That I mean. Well, well, listen. Um, to the to the scumbags out there, I hope this is a lovely Easter, because uh, you know we were celebrating that with the heroes. Hey, Easter has passed. Um, you know, whatever you believe in, we hope. Uh, you, you, I don't know, loads of chocolates, and maybe eat at home. I, uh, I, I make the mistake of going on the hashtag Patreon to do the some technical things like upload an episode, put the links to the videos, keep the heroes ticking over. Um and occasionally I, I will come across the, the, the notification tab and it'll say like 15, notifications. 15 notifications. I'll be like, what the hell is going on here, man? And then I'll see that Malakali sneaked in uh, a wee question for the heroes in there. <laughs> you had put out a previous call for a request for heroes to 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 put out a shout out for council scumbags to come over. And let me tell yeah. you, I've got a couple of great audio clips to play <laughs> for you. <laughs> I, I, I basically just asked for some kind, like a yes. nudging, if you will, yes. a cajoling, en- a cajoling. Encouragement, encouragement to walk from the the darkness into the light. Yeah. And, as Jesus uh, done, as Jesus done, Scott. As Jesus, and uh, you know, I've got, I've got some belters for you, so we'll play them. We'll play them later on. Um, am I interrupting your your fucking packed lunch, here, son? I thought it splashed into a camel log for my breakfast. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Hey. Um, I've got a quick question for you. Yep. Obviously, the uh, council scumbags and heroes know the uh, Malokali, Scotland's fourth richest man. I'm concerned that. See, that's bullshit you've started. Tons I know. saying I'm a millionaire. I know, I love it. And I, do you know what I love as well? See, I just, I know how much it annoys you. Because I, I can see your wee face. Your wee face gets so angry. But here's my question. Because you're fucking lost this year. <laughs> here's my question for you. Are you so bored during lockdown and because you can't go and spend the millions, you've bought Michael Kilkey's face? <laughs> I'm worried that Kilke's walking about with just like a fucking pixelated coupe now. Aye, with me, what's, me, me, me what's going on here? A, a face swap. <laughs> what I'm thinking is that once lockdown opens up, because you're going to be in such high demand, 
that you can't be in two places at one time. So I think you're going to send Kilke with an ultrasonic t-shirt and a beanie just to jump about the dead of me. Or Michael will do twice as many gigs. Just one of them will be shite, it'll be me. I was going to say, we've had past experience of fuckers pretending they're ultrasonic in the past, so that would probably win it for the past people. I'll tell you bastards. Well, let me see. He's learned a lesson then. He learned the hard way. But, uh, no, I mean, to simply answer your question, uh, A, I am not anywhere near a millionaire. I would fucking All love right. to be, especially during this crisis. And B, I don't know if any gigs are any to go for. And as much as the, the, the growthage is annoying everybody in my house, I just fucking grow it and not I shave it and then I grow it back again. I think you look. I think it looks good. I think you look good. I like the hair. For for once in a long time, your hair's got a bit, shall I say, volume and body to it. It's looking good. Oh, it's just yeah. it's the you've embraced the silver, and you need to just do that. There's no point in oh. trying to fight it. You've got the Rolf Harris beard on the go. I like that. It's controversial. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guess what it is yet? <laughs> I'm worried what your next range of paintings is going to be if that's the fucking beard that you've got on the just go. Just wee tight assholes with a finger in it. Tell <laughs> 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 the kangaroo down, boy. Put your hand in my sink. <laughs> 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 Come back, <laughs> <laughs> back to the Euro poop artist. <laughs> Two little boys jumping on me cock. <laughs> remember when he remember when he painted a picture of the Queen? Fucking remember, right. remember when Rolf Harris was like fucking Ah she was cool, but a national still a treasure. Boy. I, but I even, used to do it. Pet Rescue, you'd have loved that. Did you ever I, see I mean, that? I loved that. I when he used to go in and like he'd have a wee hamster or something like that. Or, they were the old days, but they never. The, the reason why pet. Look at this little tiger. Sadly, he's got cancer. He's going to die in five minutes. <laughs> I mean, you never got. You never saw any horror. I'm it's just not like greeting. it's not like Attenborough now. I think Attenborough's fucking losing the plot, man. Everything he does is just like animals falling off cliffs or cunts getting. Sh- it's just horrendous, man. Because he's so, coming to the end of his life, and he's just want to show how. Vulnerable life is. Uh, Did you what watch gets me with Attenborough is his memories while well, he's reading off a script because guarantee the age is if you went, All right, Davey, what's happening? It just doesn't know what to say. Imagine getting mad with a fucking big Axel. <laughs> big D <Mate>. bomb. <laughs> big Afros and Efron Musket yeah. sitting in the corner. Yeah, Davey. Do you know the African Grey? <laughs> Is the oldest? Are you? Are you on something, mate? Have you been eating cow dung? Maybe, maybe yeah. Attenborough would like speed up if he was. He's not. Maybe he'd just be pure fucking head big. <laughs> talking away in the corner, absolutely blazing, man. Yeah, I've been a Borneo, by the way, man. I've smoked I've weed in the gun in the fucking Congo, mate. I'm fucking lay about the forest with gorillas and get mad yet. These cunts are nothing to me, man. Nothing. <laughs> Davey, have you like the toad? Have you like the toad, Davey? What's it like? You like your tits of it? Yeah, I'll tell you what, boys, get around, right? She wants me and the queen, man. Mad on toad. Out or not, man. Fucking <laughs> put a saddle on her, rode her all the way around Buckingham Palace, boys. Man. Then we get Rolf in to fucking paint it, but we can't show you the paintings, man. It's like, it's like all scuddy films. But no, like... Ones you keep. No, people say like uh, if you had like no when Hitler was an artist, if you had like an original Hitler, think how much money that would be worth. Can you imagine like if you had a, a Rolf Harris painting? I bet you that's worth a fortune. No, I think they. All, I mean, because that was a thing, wasn't it? But I think they're all. I think it's almost like taboo to have it now. You know, like, I bet that mate, there'll be people. There'll be people who nah, have it. Like, hid, collect it. Hidden away somewhere. I. 
Totally. It's the same with like, um, what's his name? So we watched that Louis through documentary about the Tiger King, right? Which was rubbish. But uh, in, I, I in watched the, it as well. It's not, shite, it wasn't very good. But in the documentary, it's like saying that he, he's replied to like something ridiculous, like over twenty thousand letters or something like that. And I'm going, see if you see if you had a letter for the Tiger King, stick that in a drawer somewhere. It'll be worth it'll be worth money at some point. Maybe not a well, lot of money, but somebody will pay money for it. Especially I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say it's impossible. He's done that, but when you think about it, he's just in a jail getting bombed, and in between that and his dinner, he's writing. Oh, what else you got to do, don't you? Do you know what I mean? What's well, that? Hooey! <laughs> another another 20,000 fan mails? I need to try and find this. You know, uh, on Instagram, you get reels. So it's like TikTok videos. Mm. Right? Mate, I found, I came across one the other day. I came across one the other day. And, and, and I can't find it. I can't, I don't know the guy's name. I need to find it to send it to you, man. It's, you will absolutely love it. So he's like a mad hillbilly, right? And his thing is, after every single video he goes <laughs> that's what he says right after every video so <laughs> some guy is showing you like a, a video at the start and he's kind of cut it a duet right with this other video so, like, <laughs> the, so the guy is showing you like this amazing sports car and he's like you ain't a baller unless you've got a supercar and then it cuts to the mad hillbilly and he's like you ain't a baller unless you got a midget and his wife walks in and his, wife, his wife's a midget and he tickles her chin and he goes <laughs> <laughs> and then so I went on their page and it's just hundreds of videos with him with his video wife and mate it's absolutely it's a, I wish I knew the guy's name it's amazing he should have a TV show right off the bat shouldn't he well I think he obviously does I think because he's got merch with that <laughs> on, his, on a t-shirt <laughs> but it's just that I've often thought I'm glad that I'm from the West and I've got the accent that I've got. But if I if I could be have any other accent, I'd want that kind of that deep South that hey hey boy hey, hey. I'd want that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just everything just sounds funny. Ah, you, ain't, you, you ain't a ball unless you got to say hey I got a midget. Tickling her chin. That's fucking <laughs> genius. Because she comes in pure raging as if like why are you talking about me and then he tickles her chin. She's like. <laughs> Just back to loving life. Every time in that <laughs> oh man! Hey, Caroline, I fucked your sister. Why are you tickle tickle? Oh, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> we, we've since we last spoke. Fucking the old the old Phillips died. I've seen that. I don't know if that is part of that. It was all the radio, wasn't it? Um, I did find it quite funny that the missus was listening to that Kiss Kissery or Kiss FM. And then the news came on that he was dead. And then it just, it went from playing like hard bangers to just playing really like soulful R&B and like piano string music. And I'm going, what, what is going on, man? It's mad it's how like everybody just kicks into, everything just kicks into like motion. Like this is all pre-prepared, do you know what I mean? Well, apparently the BBC, however the, the complaints commissions worked, now they've done the sort of blanket coverage records all their channels. I record complaints. They stopped that because of fucking record complaints. Folk gone right enough already. Because I even thought, I thought they'll just go to do it across the, the radio stations for like half an hour as a wee kind of memorandum or whatever it was, whatever you cry them. I mean, the um, thing is, like, I think people... Are they trying to make a big deal about it? It's just not as if the King's well, dead, is it? I mean, it's a big deal. It's the, you know, it's the Queen's it, husband. It's, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame. Some, oh, it's someone, a someone, shame. An elderly man's died. Uh, he, he apparently he's has done a lot for the country more than I will understand but the one that kind of resonated with me is uh, what is it the Duke of Edinburgh award because I remember I done some shit like that at the school and enjoyed it 
Yeah. And I didn't know that he even though he's a Duke Edinburgh, I didn't know that day with him. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mad Catholic man, I'm like, oh, fuck the Royals, man, you know what I mean? <laughs> less, less money we're paying it, you know what I mean? I um, I think it's a it's a hard one because we we almost I'm not a royalist, right? I I, I really don't. I'm not really bothered by them at all. I, I think they're probably a good thing because they probably bring a fair bit of tourism in, especially with their connection to Scotland and the Highlands. They probably bring a lot. So we maybe don't see it. In, the, in fact, we don't see it in the Central Belt. I'll see it a bit more in Edinburgh because we've got uh, the Palace of Holyrood. We get the Palace of Holyrood here, so it's a huge tourist attraction. But do you know what it is, mate? It's like see, see if this had happened a hundred years ago, like when a royal died, it would have been a massive thing. So obviously, the world's completely different now. But it is a it is a big event in the sense that the you know the Queen's husband has has died. So it's it's a big event now. But at the same time, see everybody who wrote in to complain to the BBC. If, if I mean, if, listen, Cal Cox was doing a rave set on a Sunday in Radio One, never fucking done it. I was gutted. Well, I mean, things like that are a bit mad, right? But like the BBC, as much as I hate the BBC, I think it's absolute fucking garbage. That's what they're there for. They are the British Broadcasting Corporation. If a royal dies, that's their thing. Do you know what I mean? So just see if you don't like it. Like we we watched it for like half an hour. And went right, fuck this. Turn the fucking channel. Watch something else. It's you the fact if, you, that, if you like BBC too, hey, and you can't fucking listen to Jeremy Vine now, hey, you're just ah, it's cunts fucking everywhere, eh? But, hey, listen to the hashtag show, mate. Listen to the hashtag show. I watched it, but you know what? I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't really know much about the royal family. I'll be honest with you, and and sheepishly and foolishly, I mate, uh, come on, now. I've, I've you, got all my know, opinions based on the crown that I watched. You, so that's yeah. that's, that's as you, much investigating I've got into the Royals. If your opinion on the Royals is based on the Crown, then you should not hold an opinion whatsoever. You you know far more about the Royals than us. You know that when you buy your shares in Rangers, you get that presentation pack sent and the Lizzie gives you a yeah. phone call to talk to you. I've been mad the Lizzie and fall a good few times in the Royals, you know? <laughs> the, the, tell you the worrying thing about all this is what's going to happen when the Queen dies? Because, mate, the whole world's going to shut down. It's shut down. Well, well, maybe this is what the fucking lockdown is. Maybe she is dead. No, she's not dead, man. But it's not. It's not going to be. It's not going to be uh, far away. I don't think. And then a couple of years, and then. Well, she'll go. Oh, I'll have to go and join him. Off you pop. I mean, I think like, obviously some of the stuff that's come out that Philip has said in the past, right? As you know, for many like they brushed that all his racist comments. Out, but I don't know. <laughs> right, you mean he's a fucking old guy, man? Like right, some of the shit my guy, some of the shit my grandpa used to say would fucking shock the hell out you. But here's what's mad about Philip, right? Obviously, I'm just taking this for like radio shows when I'm driving the motor. That, that um, so he's he's smuggled out of Greece into the UK <laughs> for protection, right? And an an orange crate or something like that, right? That's genuine, right? But genuine, him, mate. Pure genuine, it's pure genuine, genuine up, man, right? Mate, uh, that was in the crown, so that's well, that's going well, real. Well, listen, like, this is mad and all, right? So he's like signed up to fight all the Germans, right? Because he's fucking raging with them, right? All his family are Germans. They were in. The, they were actually high up in the fucking Nazi regime, no? I'd be killed. He's. I'd be Philip. He killed me a fucking machete. <laughs> he went rogue, and he's like, "I'll take every last one he comes down, especially on my family, just to show you that I'm one of yous now, no? I'm like fucking right rolled up, and then I'm going to fly him. I'm going to pump Lizzie, and then I'm just going to walk two paces behind her everywhere I go because I like her ass, no?" <laughs> 
People forget the, the Queen's family of German roots. The, the hey, house, people the forget house. the fucking the actual Lizzie and fucking Philip were actually related. <laughs> no, but then, that's but that's what they want with the royals. Keep them all together. They'll, see this whole thing about people going the uh, it's very progressive. The fact that Harry and Meghan together and William's got Kate. No, keep all those fucking inbred cunts together. Don't allow them to get normal humans into that Is fucking it, world. So. Um, if the Queen dies, right? Again, yeah. it's, it's just a, it's the passing of anybody's a sad thing. The Queen dies, there's going to be like everybody's going to be affected in one way or another. Even even like your staunch fuck the Queens, they're going to go fucking hell, man. But here's the mad thing: is Charles next in line? Charlie boy, aye. Big I think that's a that's a bit fucking mad. I think he's a bit fucking oh. I used to like Charles, <laughs> but then I watched the Crown, right? And I was like, oh, oh, here we something go. about him, man. There's something about him. He's like fucking. I tell you what, man. See if I was. Uh, Fucking be Harry or like, and William. I wouldn't be driving about through tunnels or like, you know what I mean? Aye, <laughs> uh, uh, he's next. I think I think when the Queen goes, I've said this before, when the Queen goes, I think they should all go. I think just disband a lot of it. Yeah, okay, bye. Aye, <laughs> I, I think just, it's, once the Queen's dead and they're all <coughs> at the big event, change all the locks and then go, right, that's yours, you're on your own. You, all your hooses are gone, everything's gone, fuck off. Beat it. Go and do an Amazon deal or well, Netflix deal that Harry did. She's the biggest landowner in the actual entire world. The Queen. World. A, actual, a, 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 a. <laughs> she's a yeah. landowner. She owns all the swans as well, mate. Well, it's only, that's what I thought, right? I thought it was like, she and I was up like kicking the swans out of the park, right? Like this kind of fucking big badge was like, to see her making, well, it was, you're the Queen's birds. And I was like, stab, stab, fuck them, man, right? Shot myself, thought I was going to go down, right? And then I was like, I watched the crown, it's only the, only the swans in England she owns, mate. No, mate, see, see if you ever see a swan, that's the Queen's swan, right? Because I was up Rooking Glen Country Park, right? And this one spear kicking about, getting all the fuck you. Yeah, like mate, yeah, Ranger, mate, he had a fucking like a 20 Rego and a George Albert strip on us. Yeah, fucking, get on here, man. He had a Bergaus and a peach of a fucking baseball hat, man. He's spray painted his feet red, white, and blue, man. I was like, no way, what's going on with this fucking swan, man? Queen, yeah, show us your swans, mate. You're not even like looking. Well, I stand corrected, big man. I stand corrected, but uh, uh, let me finish what I was getting at. She <laughs> went like two swans all like, swimming again, and it looks like two fucking love hearts. You ever seen that, man? Well, it looks like one love heart, but I know what you mean. Aye, aye, well, one love heart. I tell you, it's good, right? See if one of them just fucking paps eating that one, man. Game over, my man. Game over. <laughs> big Philip, R.I.P., my man. He's gone. It's, it's going to be mental when Lizzie goes. Mo mostly because. That that's just what I've like all all, all of our lifetime. <coughs> that she's been our queen. Like mm -hmm. we've not had any other royals in our in our whole life. And she didn't even want to be the queen. I, I know, but a mad fucking crown. brother was away fucking riding German pussy, mate, weren't he? I go that for the crown, eh? Yeah, let's be she, honest. Yeah, right, she, she, she must have been some ride to turned and being the king, by the way. They know sorts of bad nasty like no here listen do you want to be the king or do I keep riding that wee dirty he's like mate I'm a good rangers man I'm going to ride that wee dirty all day long no did you know of a mad stutter or no no that was no you like you like that that film the, the, the king's speech <laughs> that was the queen's da Nazi Nine in a row. That was the Queen's dad. 
the Queen's dad? Ah, I think so. Oh, mate, right. I don't know, man. I'm, mate, I'm not a mad royal. I don't know. I remember I done a gig up in Sky, and this is how fucking naive I am. Uh, it was a brilliant night, just like a fucking mad r- rave lock-in thing. And uh, a couple of the boys that I was with, he's like, it's just a fucking shame about the venue. And I was like, it's a fucking great wee venue, man. And he was like, really? And it was the big pictures of the Queen on the wall. Oh, it, was a lodge. A, it, was, it was a lodge. And I had fucking no idea. <laughs> so somebody put, had to point it to me. That's fucking, you know. It's and like I when like, I did that. And then I went like, like, straight away, I, tried, I put it right, I just went, boys, it's got a Catholics in here. Lodge, <laughs> stay right there. Aye, they two, they two there, they were complaining about fucking Lizzie's portrait. Aye, Aye. him, him, him. Excuse me, boys, do you, do you in this venue? It's me, brother, right? Last thing, there's a couple of wrongings in here. Who is it? Hey, Lorenzo Giuseppe. <laughs> hey, two boys. I mean, I told you, like, see... I don't know if it's because, like, I, the way I just grew up, I never really had the whole... Like, we've spoken about this before, right? So, no, got it. Like, the whole kind of bigotry thing, right? But see, when you I did, went man, to... man. You must have had... Oh, no, but, but I wasn't involved... Like, it was banter. Like, I wasn't involved in it as in, like, I can't talk to you because you support this team or don't hang... Do you mean, never that. Like, we had friends for... It just... It wasn't a thing. It was just, like... I everybody will. just everybody just going man come by yeah see if you'd a cock just fucking push your heat together nothing matters right but see, but I, did off. you not get did you not get the subtle racism like we were the same obviously in our bunch you know it was like fuck there was everybody apart from Jewish folk because I didn't really know any Jews growing up I thought it was all in New York I, I can remember being young uh, when I was young I must have been maybe a, a love, I must have been 11 because I wasn't in primary school anymore so I was in high school and we were playing during the summer holidays Playing football in Renfrew at the King George V playing fields, and uh, some dafty came over. I can't remember his name, but it's like you know when you're young and there's like guys that think they're hard men, and people uh-huh. are like, "Oh, you better watch it, man. He's like a fucking mad gangster, and he's like 17, and he's not, uh-huh. but he thinks he's hard because he picks on like 10 year olds." Aye, aye. And then when you go older, and you go, "Oh, you were just a daft junkie, right?" And now you're dead. Aye, One of the guys. Aye. And I remember they came fucking strutting over and everybody was like, oh, watch it, man, that's fucking so-and-so. And I'm like, let's get on. And then the guy, I remember him saying to me, like, it's a vividly remember going, are you a Hun or a Tim? And I was like, what? Like, generally, didn't he know? I'll be anything you want. I was like, what? Tig, and he's tig, like, what, what are you? Like, right in my face. And then my pal was like, no, he's all right, man. He's, he's with us. I'm he's going, one of us. Generally, the first time in my life I'd ever happened. And I, I, the first time I'd heard those two terms, like that you had to be one or the other. And I was like, mate, so, I fucking so I go up. both ways, mate. <laughs> so you grown up, but did you never get the subtle ones? Like if you went to one of your mates, who's his, they'd go, oh, aye, where do you live? What school do you go to? That what was him just basically to? saying, are you a Catholic or a Protestant? Oh, and then aye. obviously they'd say, don't bring that boy back around here again. Mate, I used to I used to do a joke about it in fucking like, what was it, the th- second show, the third show, about when you first start going out with a girl and you go in the house and, and the, you're trying to, you know, because the dad will always ask. I had it, well, twice in my lifetime. Just blatantly, what team do you support for the feather? And I'm pure scanning around the room to try and fucking figure out. That was the what, joke. Then, trying to would you mind this round telling the truth? Would you go, all right, you support Spartak Thistle, Spartak Thistle through and through, my man? No, I would I would never. I would just say, I, I mean, I, I said, I don't really, I've never played football. I said, I played rugby, so I'm not really. Oh, well, I like it. I like it. And they like, until obviously I got to know, here. you know, until I got to know, they'd be like, "Fuck, God save the queen, you bastard!" So then I was just telling. But I can once get in. So that that was a joke for the show. Like you would go in and scan when they ask you what team you support, quickly scan the room 
you know, there's fucking picture of the Queen, a bowler hat. He's a Rangers fan. Right? So you just got that Celtic through through my man. Or you look around the room, you're like Rosary Beads, child tied to radiator. Celtic fan. So you've got to balance what's in the room. But I had that once, walked in, and the first time I met somebody's dad, and they're like, oh, team, you just built a big one. I was like, this this relationship's not going to last, is it? <laughs> if, that, if that's an important it, question in life, it's not going to last. Through my, all through my youth, that was the kind of standard. The, I mean, you so were the in parents, the... Mate, you are in the Shire. You are in Mordor. You are in, man, isn't it? You are in Chernobyl. You are in the blast zone. You are literally in fucking hell on earth. I grew up in the civilised West. You were in the Wild West. Well, you know what as well, right? See, because there wasn't any deaths through religious violence, I think. Or I don't know what my, my age, my, I know, all my age grew up pretty tight, you know, as in, you know, I've got pals that are like, right, heavy Catholics, man, right? And I'm no religious at all. And I've got mates who are like really fucking Protestant, as in West Coast Protestant and then West Coast Catholic. But we are all, it's a tight group of pals because I think we all realise the fucking, the craziness at all. From, it's nonsense. Gen, from the generation before. It's nonsense. But then again, maybe as they get older, maybe we'll start splitting up again and then we become the the dads that you hated getting it. What's that boy for? What school she go to? Nah, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think in my lifetime I'll ever ask somebody like, what team do you support? As if that's in any way... <laughs> Significant of who the man is. Or the I, at all. At all. It'd be more, be, the last thing I'd be asking, see if I had a daughter and she brought a boy home, the last thing I'd be asking him is, what team do you support? How big's his cock? And if she answers, keep her in. Mate, honestly, I don't know how, I, I don't know how, I mean, I know you don't want to think of it because you've got it coming up in the next couple of years, but I don't know how I would cope <clears> with that. Mate. That's why I only want sons. Not because I don't love women or I think I'd be a great dad, or but I couldn't, I don't think I'd be able to cope with that period. Yeah, I don't think you've got a choice in the matter. It just pops out what it is. I know, you just want to be healthy, do you know what I mean? But pop, pop the wheel like, oh, this is a boy head. This is a boy coming! <laughs> Hold my legs up, Franco. Make sure it's a boy. <laughs> Get upside down, then. That means it's a boy. Come on. All the blood trash in the mind. Right, listen. See me have a bit of jack I'm going to punch you in the tits because that is where you get a guarantee a boy, right? Ready? All right, Franco. Right, you want to? Oh, God save the Queen. Bang. It's a boy. Right, now you go and watch as much DIY as you can because that <laughs> helps you know. Right, listen. I'm going to pump you, then you're going to watch the box series of Top Gear, all right? Because that's definitely going to be a boy. So sit down. <laughs> you're going to get your fucking doner kebab and you're going to watch Top Gear because I want a boy. I want an heir to so the throne. So help me, you better not squeeze it on our bitch or you're in fucking trouble. <laughs> I'll punch that back up in your uterus. Hey, aye, that's, I couldn't I can cope with it. See, um, aye, that's another fucking nightmare. But see, well, going back to the... Do you know, oddly, I, know, I don't know you go to this, Stuart. See, when you posted a picture of the Wayne up the other day, right? Uh-huh. One, it did, it did shock me because, like, I, see, whenever I think of your Wayne's... That makes me laugh when you say that. Huh? Honestly, see, when I think of your Wayne's, the... Oh, oh, I, I just think of him uh, the new. I don't think of him any different. But the wee I still, whenever I think of her, I think of her back in Paisley. When I first, that, I can't get that. Just a wee lassie running like, about. You know, you know when you know when people say like, "How old are you?" And I'm like, "I'm 36." How old? I, I feel as though I'm 26. I, I've never see after I turned 27. I don't feel as if I aged in my mind. 
And I can't see her other than that wee lassie that used to put notes yep. through the door or like run into a room in her pajamas. Just a wee, just uh-huh. a wee lassie. So see when you post that picture, I was like, what the fuck is going on in this planet, man? And then, <laughs> so when, when people kept putting, she obviously gets her looks from her mother. I'm like, one, you're a pedo. Two, don't fucking try to hit on his wife. What's going on here? I'm like, just see it as it is. Mal's the best looking one in the family and the rest of them are fucking ugly bastards. Like, no, that's it, mate. That's it, man. Right. I'll go with that all day, all day. But, but mate, hey. I can't, honestly, I can't, I can't comprehend. Remember the last time of, now this was out of lockdown, so I was able to travel. Um, even that day when she came in for school, I was like, what the fuck has happened, man? Uh, what, how are these go? Wayne's adults? She's how are the humans? She's the tallest in the family. Mate, honestly, it fucking blows my mind every time I think of they two. Like, for, well, but they've yeah. gone through Wayne's to actual people. I thought you were going to say what they've went through. But I, <laughs> well, having used her there, it's been hell. I posted that picture because that was the first time she's kind of got dolled up to get with her pals. Her pal's birthday, so three of them were at the back door of her pals having a wee birthday party. In my bit for her pals. She got all done up and that, and I took a wee picture there and I thought to myself, wow. I even kind of seen the... The changing, obviously, because she's put makeup in that one. I was thinking, wow, she's turning into a wee woman. Terrifying. Uh, it. But I tell her what you said when you said it the first time you told me, because it made me laugh. And then she's like, oh, that's, and she was like, oh, that's right. I remember that. But that was Jack, she, even, she even remembered whatever the notes were that she was putting through the door. She even could, she could remember that. <laughs> I can I can just I can vividly remember it because I remember when she slipped the door the note under and all I kept thinking was see if I was a dad this would be like the memories I'd be like right remember this time because they're not going to be Wayne's for long and as I'm thinking <laughs> that to, <laughs> mate, see as I'm thinking that to myself I turned round and fucking there's Big Gary pure raging eating a sandwich because we hadn't started because <laughs> we hadn't started recording and I felt as if I was stuck like a genuine moment in my life going right do I walk towards this reality of having a family and having a way and slip a note under my door or do I walk towards this reality of being an angry old guy you know, <laughs> eating a piece <laughs> I'm never, I'll, fucking pack lunches I'll man. never ever forget honestly because you slipped a note under and then he was like what the fuck's that <laughs> and you were reading the note and in my head I'm thinking this is such a fucking imagine having like you've made a way and she slips wee notes under your door that, that's the contrast of having a boy and having a girl do you know what I mean uh-huh. And then turn around and he was fucking raging, man, because the mates when he turned on his pure ham on his chicken piece. Never brought sandwiches for anybody else, ever, not once. And that was a proper. I, I honestly I'll never never forget that. And then fast forward to that time we were in the, in the in that house, the house you're in now. He's going like, get where's my pizza? Get my pizza and die. I need money. And I'm like, I remember you used to be loving. <laughs> <laughs> yes, boy, old bastard. Oh, the George, you're bringing a tears to my ears, Scott. Uh, yeah. Fun times, but mate, fun times. Hey, talking about Candyman, I'm saying to you, I hope all our heroes are enjoying the first five episodes we uploaded <coughs> to the to the to the Kunso channel. I've been out on my walks and on my bike, and I've actually dipped my toe in. And I think I've listened to just about all five. Yep. And episode five is the, the fucking blue nun story, which is a fucking dynamite one. You instigated that one for. You know, for for Gary to say it for his show or something, because you'd remembered it. He set up, and he'd stopped saying it because he felt it never worked. But, anyway, yeah. but Hunter's a fucking great chat there, so hope he's enjoy it. Uh, and we're going to release every other one on the Hero Channel because yep. it made me think to myself, these are fucking really great, man. These are funny. They should be shared. So we'll have to go the extra mile and get them uploaded, find them, and upload them. Yep. 
<clears throat> but enjoy, but enjoy the five guys. You enjoy the five guy, five episodes, guys. Yeah, five guys, five guy fives, five, five guys. <clears throat> and just, just to go back to the religion thing. Oh Jesus! See, when I was young, we went to. I never lasted long, right? But we get made to go to a Sunday school thing, right? Same as us. And Stevenson, while we were in, there was folk flinging bricks. All your rest of your pals flinging bricks at the building, calling you a fucking poof and all that. A poof for for being made to go to fucking... Anyway, all sorts. And I remember this thing. It was at the end of the lesson. Oh, you just wanted to go and hang about with your mates in the street. The end of the lessons, they would give you fruit shoots or blackjacks, which was a racist penny sweetie. It was black. And it had a picture of Gollywood in front of you. That was to mask the flavour of... A one penny blackjack, right? <laughs> or a one penny fruit salad, right? So, so they would ask you religious questions. They'd ask you, oh, you're saying more than you're actually saying. They, <laughs> they would ask you religious questions, and if you got it right, they'd give you a blackjack. So basically, they were forcing you to <laughs> learn. Right? So then they'd get the top three winners who had the most blackjacks and fruit salads, right? So <laughs> everybody else, they'd take you through the back and bomb you for the big price. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a Easter egg. <laughs> and probably, as you say, get salt to taste it with, you'd have to eat your fruit salads and your blood. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in the back of your mom's going, did you enjoy Sunday school? I, I'm just trying to get a taste of comment. My mouth keeps fucking five minutes, all right? <laughs> <laughs> how, how was that? Oh, master's killing me. Right. What? Uh, but not, I can remember. I, I, I honestly think I get sent to Sunday school just so my mom could clean the house. I think that's the only way I get you the fucking it. house. Aye. Get you well, the house for like three years. We, we were never, we never wanted to be in the house. All we, we did was know. play. Times are different then. We played jump jump the river and crab football. That was it. Is that like then bum jumps? Right, jump from one side to the other side. Jump the river. Bum jumps? <laughs> Burn. We never had rivers, we had burns. So we oh, did right, bum right. jumps. So you put like so, two bits of, like, bits of rope. And you've right, got no, to jump, we actually, and we then you jump extend, water. You extend the rope. <laughs> All right, no. And then you jump. Well, we're doing it inside in the fucking church hall. All right, no, fuck that. We went up the country to jump buns. No, so we would put like two bits of rope down the middle and you had to jump over. And then every time you made it, you would increase the length. And then you would get five priests doing either end with holding other actions. And you had to stop before <laughs> you hit any of them. <laughs> or you had to do like a rope swing right grabbing a <laughs> monkey bars <laughs> but what happened was every now and again one of the old priests wouldn't be able to maintain the erection so you'd slip off that one and you had to grab it <laughs> 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 that that fucking channel where it's like this, oh, they've got the, the train soul train and they all just dance to it. <laughs> it's, well, like it's kind of like a porno uh, soul train you're just going to wank you know like <laughs> we used to do it like at weddings when people would hold their hands up like that Ooh. well that's for the day they just they touch the tips all the, all the priests touch the tips of their, of their bobbies and then you need to run down the middle lap right. and then you do the spunky fountain where they're all coming to run you just slide right down it like a fucking death like <laughs> Good times, man. Great I mean, times, man. How many actually get paid for that? <laughs> oh, so that you got a bag and a half. I got a bag and a half. That was only <laughs> 10 pence mix up. <laughs> aye, good times, man. But, uh, aye, so... Have you... you, know. have, you, wait, but have you watched... I watched a, a new programme on Amazon called Them. Have you seen it? Uh-huh. No. Sounds good, but I just like it. Them. Honestly, the most horrific thing I've ever seen. Aye. Terrible, what, what's, the, what's the premise? What's... Um, premise is a, a, a family in North Carolina moved to East Compton... Uh, a, a young black family and they are terrorised by, by the, all the white people that live there fucking hell and it's it's horrific 
It's absolutely horrific. It's so horrific. I am now on episode six of ten, and I don't know if I can watch anymore. Right. That's how bad it is. It's it's bad for like, um, <clears throat> I mean it's it's bad as in it's just shit. Like it's shit to watch, but it's also bad as in the story. So there's so much horrific. It's real. It just feels really hacky. Things like there's a dead dog in it, right? There's a dead baby in it. Uh, you see the fucking dead baby's body when it gets dug up. It's just like everything is really cheap and uh, hacked. It's really sent to, to make you wince. Uh, so it's ball. just like, right, what can we do that really annoy people? Let's kill a dog because we know that annoys people. Nothing uh, to do uh, with the story, just, right? Not Disney play a part in it. Let's kill a dog. What else can we do? Let's kill a baby. Fucking hell, that's brutal, right? Uh-huh. Does that really play into the story? No, really, but let's just put it in anyway. It's a lot of stuff like that and it's just horrific Absolutely I think, see when you watch something that's like series that are fucking warping you a bit like that, I think it affects you. See when you go to bed that night and all that, it's like an uneasy fucking, you know. Oh, mate, I totally mean, I have to, I always watch something, I always watch like cooking shows something funny or, or something there. Some I, I just to, to detune. Because <clears throat> bizarrely, on the, on the flip side of what you're saying, I've watched, I just watched uh, Ted Lasso on iTV. Did you like it? It was actually, don't get me wrong, first couple of episodes, I was going, what the fuck am I watching here? And it, it's really, it's really odd, isn't it? Because like, you're watching it going, this is shit. Shit. But then you're like, eight episodes in going, I, I feel as though I like it, but I don't know why. I'll I, I tell you what, I'm looking forward to season two. Aye, but same. The main thing that stuck out for me is see the football manager. What an ugly face, but what a fucking body she's got, man. She's got an amazing body. See the, man, manager? the manageress, the manageress. Oh, the chairman, the, the chairlady, the chairwoman, She's, the owner, the owner of the club. She's worth an internet search to see what she was like in her prime. Malorca Lee. I'd bag it, but you She's know. in her prime today. Mate, the form on her. And I I'll tell you what else I watched. I watched, I watched uh, Zach. Fuck, what's fucking uh, Efron Zach? Zach Efron's uh, Justice League? No, watch the four hour. Garbage. I, I thought it was alright. I, I never, I no. never watched the other one. I thought it was alright. Garbage. I'll, t- I'll tell you now, I think Wonder Woman is fucking one of the hottest women in the world. Now, lies, you're talking lies. One, right, um, what's his face that plays Batman? Uh, aye. Worst Batman and ever. Worst Batman ever. I thought he was all right. I thought he no, was all right. you're wrong. You're wrong. Worst Batman ever, <laughs> right? Wonder Woman, I feel as if she's gave up. I felt as if her acting was, she didn't even turn up. She was just like, oh, whatever, aye, right. Terrible to watch. Also, Mate, I could watch her dear laundry. Right, see, this is the problem. This is why they do things like this in films. Is for of course old they do. Fucking for guys like, like me to go like that. See if I was still in a game, I'd be. Why? I'd fly Hollywood and go like that to her. Why did you say that? It's Wonder Woman. I'll, I'll buy you like in, like full desk or fucking like a new jacket or Just gives a, 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 no, a read. It just feels like it's old guys sitting around going, right, what's sexy? I know, I'll make her seem like Xena Warrior Princess. That's no sexy, man. Either, either she's sitting there and her arse is nearly hanging out or that scene when she's in white stilettos and a white jacket what the oh, fuck I'll nah, tell you that scene see the bit she's brushing I don't know what she was doing she looks like she was brushing a statue dressed in white I was just, <laughs> hey, I, that I, was was just I was slaving at her just going why I don't know You, I, I believe you work in a museum <laughs> you're full of shit it's awful and then fucking Aquaman I'm a, a red blooded man Right, Aquaman. so Wonder Woman. No, I wouldn't like him. No, Wonder Woman is Wonder for you, <laughs> and then Aquaman is for the for fucking. Well, it's for the Moz. Always <clears> take. <throat> see, see if you took all the scenes of him taking his shirt off. I know. And just, just did like a five-minute pole dance of Aquaman. 
you could have saved you could have saved an hour and a half in the film the whole first two hours is just him taking his shirt off isn't it ironic here but right Aquaman right it's cunts just big fucking big Zohan out of fucking Game of Thrones right the big ass pumper what was his name it's the same guy in it he played fucking no Teramong Dungo or whatever what he played that fucking mental kind oh, of fucking Game of Thrones, uh, man. The fucking the Dragon King. Aye, the Drago. Drago. Ivan Drago. He fought Rocky in that when he was younger, boy. But, <laughs> so, here it is, right? Aquaman. Good, good oh, English, tattoos, right? Tattoos are mad full of bevy, right? And he's a superhero. All right, let's know. I bet he stinks a fish, but we'll not go there. <laughs> All the women fancy him, right? Yep. Why Why do? Why does it have to be portrayed as a bad boy for all the women to fancy him? So, if I rocked up to my house steaming with tattoos all over the place, I'd be in the fucking bad books. I know, mate, but listen, that's just, that's just what I'm saying with so the old-fashioned stereotypes. Well, like women fancy like troublemakers because right, they've been beating up, fancy, up them. Women think they want a bad boy, right, until they get a bad boy, and then... Until he pisses over the fucking seat, and then they're like, <laughs> hey, you fucking bastard, you! And then you wake up, 15 years later, two Wayne's in a council house, and he's done the off with a fucking barmaid for the fucking <laughs> Lauriston it bar. He's left you in six <laughs> grand a debt, and you're like, I don't want a bad boy anymore, so you go and you meet a nice guy, but then you're too mentally damaged, and the nice guy's like, why you get a knife to my throat? She's like, I can only come if you bite my tits and then it just gets all fucking too complicated <laughs> there's fucking uh, I don't even know what they're called what are they fucking big mad fancy fish tanks how come you just go to them boat them all around the house like aquariums you like your house is a fucking aquarium man and then like any other cunt comes in and you like fish but it was your man who did it because like see when he was like pumping you you say fucking smash your face right into one of the aquariums and you were looking at Nemo and all that, oh, help me Nemo, I can't get it. Nemo, it's too late for you, he comes in and fires my ass. So I use your turn, man. And then, then he leaves you, what are you saying? He leaves you and on, you try and get another guy. And he, <laughs> he doesn't like badgering your sphincter. <laughs> He's scared to come in your house because it's all fucking glitter and glass. <laughs> your house smells of fish food. <laughs> <laughs> is this fucking how come your Yankee candle spelt Yankee with seven E's at the end is it say how do you bastards are number three back up how come your Yankee candle smells of fucking dead dolphins <laughs> <laughs> what is this well, this is dolphin come aqua candles <laughs> uh, so I under, understand from your bio you've got two children wait, wait, do your children love you no they're they're, they're <laughs> They're in Berlin, mate. Is that a suburb of Glasgow? <laughs> could, could say that, I could say that. Here's my question. See, Aquaman, what, right? Shut off constantly, right? Nay gills. Nay gills. So how does he breathe underwater? Second question. <laughs> drop me drawers. You drop me drawers. What am I looking at? I'm an, I'm an ankle. I take Aquaman home. I'm on my knees. I drop the drawers. What's staring at me in the face? Are we right. fish, Bobby? Do you fish up, Bobby? A wee flipper. <laughs> <laughs> like a wee sucker. <laughs> here's the other thing, right? See when maybe, he gets, he's, maybe he's a mermaid below. Maybe right, he's like see, fucking... when he, see when he gets out of the water, he's soaking mm -hmm. wet, right? Mm -hmm. And he takes his T-shirt off. No, he takes his T-shirt off like a woman. I don't know any man who takes their T-shirt off like that. Don't know any man, right? You take mm -hmm. it off like this, like, like a gentleman does. Okay. Yeah, I do, I do. Underneath, that's the way I do. So he gets out of the water, he's soaking wet, he takes his t-shirt off, right? And then it's a slow camera shot of the body and the shoulders. The and, oh my God, imagine him in your house, Sandra, Jesus Christ. Then 
it gets back in the water and takes a t-shirt off before he jumps in the water. So I believe that he's putting a t-shirt on under the water to get back out again. And where are all these dry t-shirts coming from? I was that. And then what? It must be a hell of a mess about the shoreline with just all these fucking t-shirts. Oh, so see if he's no, he's been Aquaman doing an Aqualand, fucking scooting about with Aqua, uh-huh. right? I'm a Barbie girl in an Aqualand world. What, is there just hunters of human clothes kicking about with all the fish? Come on, Barbie, let's go party. <laughs> I mean, this is a hang on all, then they go into this, they're, flo- they're floating about on the water, then they do this big mad bubble, and they go inside it, and they're dry. Ish. I know, bone dry. <laughs> but, but they walk through a shower to get into it. <laughs> And then they're fucking dry. And they'll be like, Aquaman, you're in trouble. Do you know what I want to see? Aquaman tied up in the back of an Ayrshire chippy as he fucking take chunks of and fry it up. Aye, fucking right, man. <laughs> <laughs> Flapping about the fucking ground, man. <clears throat> throwing half a bucket of water at him. And, and Superman comes back and they touch on the wee slight bad Superman thing, which I quite liked. I thought it was all right. I'd, I'd done the four hours yet and thinking nah, myself. I did that, mate. It was, it was all right, garbage. man. No, garbage. They have, I think, do you think this is what they're meant to do? Do you think they were going to break it up into 10 episodes for like a wee mini series? I really don't somebody, know. Somebody just went, I fucking get it. It's locked down. I can't be asked. I really don't know, mate. I really, really don't know. But it was, it was, I just got to the end. No, I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a DC, you know, I'm not a big comic book fan. Like, I know there'll be people watching that going, but you know the scene when Aquaman goes into the bar and he puts down that glass? That glass is actually from episode 14 of uh, the Yucatan oh, I'm like, I, I don't care. Easter egg, I do not Easter care. egg. I know. <laughs> I don't, listen, did you see all the Easter eggs? <laughs> what? What? When the yeah. girls are singing to the, the water, the shoreline, that song is actually from the comic book series of The Green Goblin. And that's the song that <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Well, I don't mean you fried my brain, man. At the end of it, this is what made me it actually made me laugh, and it's exactly what you're talking about. At the end of it, this fucking cunt that's like he was doing a bit of shape shifting, he turns up at the end to, to Bruce Wayne's house, flies up, Bruce Wayne's like, Hey, how you doing? And he's like, Yes, my name is Alan, but you may know me as the Martian hunting man. And then he fucking flies away. I was going, that's just to give geeks a wank story. Aye. Oh, did you fucking see it, man? Did you see it, Alan? What are you talking about? <laughs> the Martian man hunter, he came and saw Batman, which is leading right back to chapter seven, episode five of magazine 217, Aquaman and the fucking Martian man farter. You know, and they go they go with Batman and they help him re-understand re, re Gotham. You know what I'm talking about? And I was thinking, what a fucking shit name for a superhero, the Martian. My name is Alan, but you may know me as the Martian Man Hunter. And he flies away. I'd be going, hey, that's a shite name. That's a shite name, mate. Alan. Alan. <laughs> Which, let's just call you Super Alan. Uh, Alan. All right, Martian Man Hunter. Alan. Is it, is Man Hunter one word or is it Martian <laughs> Man Hunter? Alan. <laughs> Is there a hyphen between Martian man? <laughs> Aldo! <laughs> Aldo, it's too, it's too big to fit on Twitter! Uh, Aldo! Oh, don't I better use my sonic boom voice? <laughs> oh, it's Bruce! Is it, is it Martian man hunter one word or is it like a triple barrel name? What is your superpower? Do you hunt Martians? Oh. He's just flying through the air like that. Fucking hell, man. This happens every time I tell someone my name. I should just tell my name is Alan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 
<laughs> see the see the one that's on is it Disney or Apple TV? There's one on there's another one out there and it's like eight eight episodes or something. It's like some guy that looks silver set in old America. Silver I don't even know the name it. No, I don't know, mate. Anyway, it's just too many, man. The same as what you're saying there. Though, I saw a video and it's the guy going, there's a scene in the basement when they walk around and there's, a, there's eight bookcases, but you'll notice the central bookcase is, is empty. That's because Dr. fucking Mandolin actually has that book and it ties the Marvel Universe together. I'm like, every one he's get fucked one. I, I know. don't care. These, these cunts are insane. I would love it if just your Superman, they just did fucking normal names. What's your name? Steve Brian. Franco. Oh, uh, Big Franco. Uh, What's your superpower? Well, I can fucking do about 12 beers in three minutes. <laughs> I can do six bottles of bucket and still go to my work. Sorry? He can, fly, he can fly. He's got x-ray vision. <laughs> Aye, but can he do this? Just tans four bottles of bucket and then fucking sings the fuels half and rye. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> Pitch perfect. He's like, Big Franco, what's your superpower? Watch this. I go invisible. Then he just fucking pitches on up a bird's skirt. She turns and slaps him. He's like, see? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I can go, I, I'm, in, I'm invisibility, man. Right, shows then. He just goes and stands in the corner. We can still see. No, you can't. He still cracked one out. No, no, you can't. No, we can see. Take no, you can't. Take his clothes off. Take his clothes off. He's done with the dartboard. What? Take his eyes clothes off and he's just painted his body like camo paint. Just standing against a perfectly white wall. We can see you. No, you can't. I'm fucking I'm invisible. Move along, move along. <laughs> <laughs> Goes in the bar, pulls a pipe. I'm like, what you fucking doing? Beat it. That's like no, the fucking, you again, Franco. The local, <laughs> I tell you last time. <laughs> the local special kid. What's that guy doing behind the bar naked? Bar a pint. Just don't look at him, man. He's fucking. He's mental. Can't hang. He's invisible. Just leave him. Big Franco, man. He'll crack up. If you don't go along with the, the fucking. The old barmaid's cleaning glasses going, oh no, how is that pint glass moving by itself? <laughs> he's like, you shut your mouth, Sandra, you fucking boot. <laughs> Stand there, that kid knows you're riding her with a beard less. <laughs> Fucking told his boy. She can't see. She can't see. <laughs> right, Happy days, mate. Happy days. But uh, so I thought it was alright. Um, and I was gonna say something there as well, but I forgot because you said that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I that's worth a watch, man. It's worth no, a watch. It's no, it's no. It's crap. Well, it's worth a watch if you're getting it for fuck all. I'm trying uh, I haven't watched a good film or TV show for quite some time I keep dipping into you know these the videos Looper these are the five top five videos horror films available right now on Netflix they kind of my things I keep watching things like that try to see get vibed up to watch maybe a couple of good horror films but nothing we watched one the other day called Run you seen that on Netflix it's meant to be a horror and it's one of the best comedies I've ever seen in my life because it's that bad because uh, it's that bad the woman who's the lead in it's terrible I think it's a terrible actress but the lassie who's kind of well she plays her daughter in it she's disabled and it's good man because like she just there's a bit in it where she's in a wheelchair and she's trying to escape and I jokingly said just fucking engage slug mode like just crawl and then <laughs> next minute she just launches herself in a chair and fucking absolutely hammers it with the wee fucking crazy legs going behind her I was like this is great man watch it run hilarious the best comedy horror you'll ever see that isn't meant to be a comedy Great. I want, I want to see one above, so above, so below, as above, so below, which is like fucking, uh, they go down to the French catacombs and 
Oh, hell breaks loose. Oh, hell breaks loose. And I like started listening to that, no? We, we watched a really good... Cat man, and it's fucking freaky as it is, so a horror Aye. film set down there. We watched a really good documentary on, on the iPlayer about a guy who basically infiltrates the North Korean hierarchy. And it's fucking quality, man. Quality, what man. What for? Just to come back and grass? <sighs> He the, does, guy, the guy's he obviously does, he does use chopsticks the guy's obviously just looking for something to do with his life you mean he's just lost whatever and like but the, the whole story is I mean they basically infiltrate the high ranking officers in North Korea to the point where they are uh, in talks to buy an island in Africa and build an underground base that will build nuclear weapons well you know and when you say it out loud you think this is made up nonsense. And then when you watch the documentary, you're like, what the fuck is going on? It is insane. It's insane. There's a whole there's a whole part of the world, mate, that operates. We don't even know anything about it, man. No, I mean cunts buying weapons and all that, pure fucking um, missiles, man. Pure nonsense, mate. Right fucking wrongings, man. I watched a wee bit of the uh, Greta Thunberg thing last night as well. The BBC the thing. I, look, I looked at that <laughs> note stopped me for watching that. I said, I'll fucking, if I tell him I'm watching it, I'll get slagged. I accidentally stumbled across it and then I uh, watched it and loved it. Didn't love so it. No, she's got I was a big fancy ski jacket now. Sitting eh? very sitting very quietly going. It's just all it's just all non. The thing the thing that gets me the most about it is I think people are it's the wrong time to be pushing all this stuff with a normal person because I think everybody nobody really gives a fuck the new about climate because of the year that we've been through. I think everybody Surely, just surely wants to this year has been good for climate. Well, that's what I would have thought, flights, but then, apparently... Less travel. The, the problem is, my, my thing with science, right, is that the whole point of science is is to give you a definitive answer. Now, I understand that there'll be movement within that couple of percentage here or there, but that's the difference between, for example, science and religion, fact and knowledge and belief. So if you are to entrust science and scientists, then they have to give you an answer. You but the problem to is struggle to try and get an answer. But the problem is, mate, you literally have one person saying white and one person saying black. They will say the exact opposite of each no other. And that's the problem I have. So I watch a documentary about Greta Thunberg and she's talking to someone saying that the uh, the national parks in Canada have lost fifty percent of its vegetation over the last decade. The rainforests are dying out. Uh within the next twenty five years. The planet's going to be extinct. If we don't stop climate change now, if we don't protect the trees and we don't protect the forestation, everything's going to die. Then, on another documentary, you've got another scientist going, oh, that's nonsense. If you don't protect the oceans, that's what will happen. The oceans create more oxygen than any all of the vegetation in the earth together. So what is it? Is it the vegetation, as in the plants and the rainforest, that create the oxygen, or is it the ocean? Because it can't be both. We have to protect both, but it can't. both of them can't be the right answer. So what is it? What is it? This is what I'm saying. They just they they, they hit with facts. The guy who was talking about everything that's happened because of COVID, apparently it's only made a difference of seven percent. So if that's the case, then and everything right, right. goes back to normal, it must just be an increase of seven percent. So really, we are not the problem. But here's the thing as well, right? I I, I remember seeing some report where like, how the the atmospheres. You know, when you take out all the all the flights that have been basically taken out of the equation over the last year, uh-huh. all the all the, all the uh, cars, the emissions, you know, that have been stopped uh-huh. globally, 
Uh-huh. And, it, and it was such a small percentage. And I was going, well, what the hell? What, what, what are you going to do? I know, that's what I'm saying. But what, huh? what are you going to do? So where's the change come from? Right, what you have to do, right, is we'll have to go back to living huts. <laughs> no, mate, do you know what the change The change has to happen is they need to say to China, you've got to stop this mass production, which they're never going to do. No, and then, unless we just kill them, right? Like, send the roots out to them, right? But then, you know what's going on? Some guy's got to complain about that, no? Every, everything, everything boils down to it being political. And I, and I laugh when she's getting a... Which I think is very, very dangerous. And see all these people who are going, well, she's jumping on a plane. She's a fucking wee lassie, right? She got a boat across the Atlantic in uh-huh. some of the worst weather ever, nearly died. She shouldn't be getting that. Put her on a fucking plane. All these countries ready to jump on her back go, hey, but she's saying this and she got on a plane. It's a fucking young girl, for fuck's sake, right? That was absolutely disgraceful, the fact that they put her through that. Then she turns up at the place to go and do the the speech at this climate um, conference in Madrid. 29,000 delegates are there. Why? Why does there need to be 29,000 delegates at this Just to get thing? an autograph, mate. I saw you, I saw that, I saw that programme, man. You were like a banana on a boat. It annoys me that people are still naive to the fact that they don't think this is just another business. Climate activism is another business. Like, say, for example, <laughs> if I go to the SECC and I go to, like, the fucking the camping expo or the fucking caravan expo, right, and there's people all in selling different caravans and they've got all their stalls set up. That's a business. See if I go to a climate change fucking meeting at the SECC and there's 29,000 people there and they've all got stalls set up and they've got their banners and they've got everything printed and they're giving away merch. That's a business. This, This is a business. And it's either she does not realize that she is now part of the business or her family realize that she is and are happy to keep pushing her because she must be she must be getting a wage she must be getting money through sponsorships Mate. eco sponsorships and all that and guaranteed she's getting oh, there's thousands <clears throat> what I noticed was and even just in the, the holding picture for the programme she was in, I can't remember what kind of jacket but she was some big fucking mega jacket no like a Canada goose or something but something like that and I was thinking there you go she's fucking wearing big heavy duty Antarctic jackets they're a fortune like, but my my thing was I was watching it and she's going round and it's like it's like a false god like a false prophet and not on her talking to some guy in Canada about the uh, an, a polar ice cap that is in this part of Canada that's been retreating at six metres per year um, well quicker than any other record show right and you can see the joy in his face because he's thinking fuck yes. me I've got Greta Thunberg here. She's the biggest name, the biggest face in climate activism. Finally, people are going to come here. They're going to give us the funding we need. It's going to be seen across the world. And we're going to get the help and the research that we need. She does the interview and she fucks off Dan Hams. Because I need that funding to keep my wages paid and pay my electricity bill. And that's these cuts are all about and all. But also, like, I don't, I generally don't, I think that, from watching that episode, I think that she believes she has been taken around these places to see the effects of climate change, whereas the people who she is meeting think that they are getting something out of it. That's and then when they thing. leave, and also I think she's not an interviewer. She, she's obviously with her Asperger's. She's very uncomfortable. The questions that she's asking is the questions that a kid would ask. It's a face. It's strange. So it's odd, and you're just watching it going, this isn't, a, this isn't the show. This is this shouldn't be a show. This isn't the show you think it is. Hey, see in many ways, 
do you think she's kind of like do you think when Jesus came he was kind of like the Greta Thunberg of the Jesus days because that's what he was doing he was just like fucking hey, everything's like it was happening he was nah, visiting mate. folk he was doing things I think, I think Jesus was like a wee dick I think Jesus would have jumped up <gasps> and like how see, like, dare you you know that like, Scott Gibson you know that like, Glasgow drug dealer who like comes for like the gorbos or something like rough upbringing uh, and then starts a family and is a millionaire so he like moves out to like Mogai or White Craig's and then the kids go to a private school but when they become teenagers they realise who their dad is and then mm-hmm. they start kicking about like Tony Soprano's son that's what right. I imagine Jesus was I imagine Jesus is going to run a pub who the fuck my dad is you cunt that's what I think Jesus was and then some big Romans like I don't give a fuck who your dad is bosh 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 nailed to a bit of wood up you go and he's like dad save me and his dad's not coming because his dad's out riding and he's dead that's what I think. That's, that's, that's fucking. That's deep, mate. And you then you got Easter eggs, Tommy. Easter eggs, mate. You got hell for that, Fury, man. I can't, mate. I can't go to hell because hell doesn't exist, mate. This is hell. Ah, I'm hell, mate. You say to me like you don't believe in a heaven and hell juxtapositions sort of reality. I think that we are part of a, a cruel game. Life is the matrix, and we are all in hell at the moment. And if you or somehow no purgatory, I think, think about it this way: everything, every every pain, every horror, every sadness, every possible horrific thing that could happen to you, your family, your life, or humanity exists in this life. We are in hell, and when you die if you have managed to navigate through the hell that is earth, you pass to level two. Well, with that, is that, I think, I think you're mixing up there, Scott, because I think purgatory is the right word. Mate, Because purgatory is like, you know, in between you going up the stairs or down the stairs. There's nothing in purgatory, right? I was up Castle Milk High Flats we thrown last week and he says to me there's a button on Mars right and if you push that button everything gets reset and that's how he's trying to fucking get to Jim's trying to get it man because he's what I yeah, yeah. I'll tell you this right I'll tell you, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this right do you know what we should do for the heroes see once lockdown's over we should find a pub find find somebody with a pub that would let us do it uh, me you Mr Ross the Corona we got it right in a pub having a lock-in and live stream it live stream lock-in <laughs> live stream lock-in and us just getting mad about talking nonsense that would descend into chaos very quickly That'd before be it goes up that would be fucking great but here no, listen right in all seriousness right what is your views on what happens what I, happens I just to think, you after you die I think there's just a your physical being or your 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 soul, your person, who you are. I think that you was just a question go out, back to me. I think you just go out like right, you know when you're asleep uh-huh. and then you have dreams. Yes. Right. So see when you are dreaming, you are you are awake. You your body is effectively in standby mode, if you like, right? So when you have a deep dream. And maybe in your dream you're, you're, you're chasing Wonder Woman, right? And she's been the white stiletto yeah, yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. and then she turns around like, you're no way basing the place, London. You're like, fucking basing your place, London, right? And you have a wee cuddle and you're loving the dream Aye, and then man. you wake up and you're like, oh no, go Raging. back in the dream, man, right? You try and get back in again but then Wonder Woman's got my face and a big strap on you're like, no, no, this dream, right? This is even better. <laughs> that, the, the length of that dream 
compared to the length of time that you are awake. You, you're probably only awake for maybe 10 minutes, but your dreams could feel like forever. But before that, you have a state where you're in deep sleep, where there's no, there's no, um, there's no, no, no reaction to your body. You don't know you're awake. You're just you're in a deep sleep. That's death. What death is, I think. It's just a. It's a darkness. A nothingness. A nothingness. And you're not even not, aware not of it. So it's nothing to be. Not in a to fear. Judge. Not when people say like, oh, it's just a darkness. Not a fearful darkness. Not as in like, I am conscious of the dark. That sounds like an Iron Maiden song. Fear of the dark. You're just, there's, you're just nothing, you're just floating. But, and you're not in all seriousness, you've died before. But the way I look at that is I've died uh, medically. But so then, they, that's they, what I'm they, saying, they, did, you did you slip into that void of nothing? Mate, you were on the conscious, you were on the radio. I was like looking down at my body going like, here, by the way, it's maybe not much length on it, but it's a fucking meaty bobby, so it is. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm lying on a cold bench, you know, just slap it a couple of times, you'll see what I've got. What the girth on is, man? <laughs> the fear that I had was, see when they gave me the tablets? So I took a tablet and then I got an injection to knock me out. And I was very conscious that my body was trying to put me to sleep and I was trying to fight it. I mean, I was fucking grabbing the frame of the door trying, when they were trying to push me out. I was like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. Because I thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to die in surgery. Mm -hmm. So that was a horrible feeling because I was fully Gone. aware that I was being forced into a yep, sleep. Yep, yep, yep. But then, generally, this is exactly what happened. They gave me a tablet and then they gave me an injection. And see, soon, literally as soon as the needle went in me, I was, fuck, I was going, right? I remember being, my bed was moved from the wall, brought out the room. I remember putting my hands on the wall and I remember saying, I'm not ready yet. And the nurses put my hands back in. I remember being in the hallway and then the next thing I remember, I don't remember falling asleep. The next thing I remember is I woke up in the, uh, in the surgery, in the room, and they asked me if I knew my name, who the prime minister was and where I was. And then I fell asleep again and then I woke up in the ward and that's my whole memory of a nine and a half hour day. So when I was in the operating theatre when they fucking cut my face, like pure face off, man, pulled all the skin back, drilled in my brain, nothing, not a thing. Fucking hell, man. Do you know the, do you know the only thing that I really regret? I must have been seeing when you came to, but no. No, mate, like, you you've must have had morphine at some point. Mate, fucking smoke morphine. It's just the greatest thing ever, man. There's nothing. There's n nothing at all. There's no. There's no pain. It's Never so fucking odd. Uh, I wish somebody had taken pictures. <clears throat> so see Nikki. from like see for the top of my ear, literally in line with the top of my ear, right? You maybe go up a bit, two inches, and then in two inches. That's where they started. So they cut in a kind of uh, like a question mark sign like, like that. That's the way they cut. So they cut around and then they cut all the way down to the bottom of my ear. That's to the bit of my chin where my finger is and then all that skin came back like this like Holy peeled ruin and then they drilled they take a bit of your skull drill into your skull and then put the things in it to do the stuff in your brain and then they put a wee plate on it pull all that back stitch it all up I, I would I would like to have seen some pictures of what they did but nobody nobody took any pictures that's mad I mean that's some fucking journey mate the worst you know the worst thing about the whole being in hospital for that time, the most painful thing was getting the staples out. That was the most painful thing. Everything else, when I had to get, I had to get dye put in my brain so they could take a picture. That was it wasn't painful, but it was very uncomfortable to the point where you just couldn't, I couldn't handle it. But getting the staples ripped out was fucking grim, man. 
just pure imagine like dry crusty blood and they don't even like they just go oh fucking boom boom getting like 60 staples pulled out your head I was like no <laughs> you're angry man but did I, you get I, a lot of bevy and like get it mate it's good because oh, oh. um, when I went in I mean and they took my tap off like red hand I'll still get him into the fucking tap floor. so I was in the I was in the good wing do you know what I mean like a private Special bed treatment. big TV got a wank every day it was great do you know what I mean no worries pure soapy tit wank for the nurses everything Beautiful. was great couldn't they fault them mate all the couldn't nurses look like Wonder Woman didn't they man I remember so see the food right the food was awful I mean not everybody jokes about hospital food but it's awful right is that to get you quicker do I think? don't know. I mean, it's just cost. It's cost. Uh, so you think like when people go, how can they not make things a bit better? They could make things a bit better if they actually like chose to focus on that and understand how food and nutrition can help people's rehabilitation. But it's some guy or some woman who's in the kitchen, you know, who's not a chef, right? And they've Smart. just got the job and it's just, I get the fucking still the tatties, man, right? Fucking here. Get 4, here. 4,000 fish fingers, that'll do. <laughs> right? But that's what it is, right? So you can't fault it. And also it's the NHS. So you want something else, go private. So I came around and uh, the uh, the woman said to me on two occasions, she went, one, I've got a treat for you today, son. And I went, every time you say this, it's terrible. She went, no, no, I've got a treat for you there. Fish and chips. No, it's underneath the cosh. So they left the cosh off, right? And, mate, underneath this was like, you know the fish you used to get in school? It's like Aye. the thin, it's like the fish is like paper. Fucking goldfish. And then it's like pure, the fucking nuclear orange breadcrumbs on it, right? So a tiny bit of fish and a single chip. And I went, whoa, 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 whoa. You said fish and chips. This is fish and chip. And she went, the nurses have been stealing chips off the fucking <laughs> the nurses have been lifting chips on plates, right? So <laughs> the next Friday, she came run again, and this one must have just been part time because I only saw it the weekends. And she went, "I've got a treat for you today, big boy." And I went, "What is it?" And she went, "Do you like a pie?" I went, "Whoa, listen, Sandra, back off." She went, "I've got a pie for you." Lifted it up. Now it was a pie, a scotch pie, right? And I did think, do you know what? This will be all right. Went to pick the pie up, mate, to eat it. And seeing I picked it up, the whole arse collapsed at the pie. It was so <laughs> greasy. So I was just holding a ring of pastry and then it just all fucking dissolved like mush in the plate. Yeah, that, like, that'll do it, that'll it. do it. I'll leave it, man. It was brutal. Just finger hurl it furiously. <laughs> it was mad. <laughs> do you know what? So, see, when I get moved into the ward, I get moved once when it was in the, the ward again. Like, when I came out of intensive care, once in year I was all right, I get moved again into this room. And this guy get brought in, and long story short, in Cardonald, he basically got attacked with golf clubs, right? And they fucking panned his skull in, and a hell of a mess. And see when his mum turned up, she's like, what's going on, man? I'm my fucking boy. So straight away, I'm going, what? what is this, man? Because everybody else was like a normal person, like just, you know, nice people who'd been through hell, and we've got a bam in with. So St. George, who was my surgeon, came round, and he just... The guy's getting it. She went, when can I go here, doctor? Because she, when I go I'm telling you right now, you better have six beds ready because I'm going to send these fucking cunts straight back up here. And he's like, first of all, let's just bring the language down. There's other people in here. So he's going through all the stuff that like, he needs to do and he's got a fractured skull and da, 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 and he's got to go to this appointment and that appointment and they're going to try and fix his eye because, I mean, he took a fucking beating. And then the boy, as the doctor's leaving, going, have you got any advice for me, doctor? And he says, I'd maybe, no, I'd maybe stop trying to take up golf. And then he walked away, and the guy's like, I wish they playing golf, I was attacked by a golf club, you fucking dick. <laughs> Mate, doctor, why are these... Doctor, will I be able to get a rager again? A wet man. <laughs> that's, that's my thing with the NHS. It's not like when people go, you know, that 
yes, they work very hard, but yes, they also enjoy a break. That's the hardest bit of being a nurse is dealing with the fucking dafties. It's not, not dealing with dafties, just anybody. I mean, because I suppose even like your most placid, <laughs> placid, even like your most relaxed guy, when faced and with challenging fucking illnesses or whatever, you're going to be erratic because you're thinking about you. So you want to know the answers and you're hoping that they're going to give it, no? So you're going to bombard them with. Nah. You, don't, you still don't need to act like a fanny shouting ball and say you're going to bar buses. You don't need to do that. The I do, I do the, think that... The heat's no purple anymore. What's going on? I do think there needs to be changes in the NHS. I really do. And I think that people need to have the ability to remove access to the NHS. I think that should... I don't think it should be a given thing anymore. I think it should be... There should be an option to remove it for a period of time, whether that is a calendar then, Scott, year. What would you, you, you say? Like somebody's ill, they go, up. sorry, we can't take you. Yes, I think if you are in hospital and you are abusive to staff, oh, okay, right. I think Aye, you right. should be you could lose a privilege. possibly removed and I think you should be sanctioned that you are no longer able to access NHS services for a calendar year. I get your thinking on it, but then that goes into the realms of being inhumane and it brings well, up fuck a lot em, of fucking... Mate. Let them down the street, fuck them. Right, listen, it's getting a bit heavy, mate. I want to just change the topic, right? <laughs> I want to hear these fucking messages. Oh, I forgot next, about it, man. right. You ready? Yes, I'm waiting for this. Uh, like a coiled cobra, I'm sat here ready. Okay, I'd just like to say before we play these lovely messages, yep. if you're a if you're a, if you're a, a listener out there, the show's been gone for over six years now. Consider supporting the boys. A small donation of what is it, four pound a month? Four four pound a month. Four pound a month Keeps to become a hashtag hero. Uh, pound a week uh, support the boys 50p a head you know I mean think it that way 50p each a week I mean really what you get for that what you get for that nothing, nothing there's no reason why every council listener I'll not say it's come back listener shouldn't become a hashtag hero but here's the thing not only do you get to support your two favourite podcasters and the great podcast in the land you yourself get something back because you get access to every episode plus all the specials are out there. Stuff, Plus, you're going to get access to all the old episodes that are going to be on Patreon very soon. <gasps> so, mean... head to uh, patreon.com, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash the hashtag show. Go to the hashtag show.co.uk for all the links. Please do consider becoming a hero. Support the boys. Help the podcast. We love you all. And we, we did, well, Malakali asked for some heroes to, uh, to, to give a shout out to the council listeners uh, and a gentle reminder as to why they should uh, subscribe. This one can, is, I, can I just interject yes. here, Scott? Sorry. Uh-huh. So I'm talking to you, the listener. Are you rolling your fucking eyes going, here they go on again, asking for fucking donations? <laughs> I, I'm talking to you. Fucking get your ass in action and help this show. I am Don't just fucking my... fast forward this to the I'm next wee funny bit. We're not no. your fucking clowns. We're not your, I'll fucking come in your house and I'll fucking tan your windies <laughs> if you don't use four fucking quid a month. You can't fucking hear for a kid of my health. You fucking dirty rat scumbag. <laughs> now, let's, conti- let's continue on with that theme. Now, here, I've, tra- I've, tried, to do- <laughs> I've tried to do something a wee bit technical. Uh-huh. I think I'm going to be able to play the clips through the uh, oh, technology so they get it in good sound so here we go uh, let's hope it's not too loud right this is for Davy Byrne hashtag hero for a long time yes supporter uh, from I the I believe start. even a, a, a hashtag tattooist as well <gasps> if I'm not That's mistaken 
Yes, I think it is the very same man. Uh, a part of the original Red Stripe crew, David Byrne. This is his voice message to the listeners. Hello DJ Gibble, hello Cheeky Mal, it's David Byrne. I'm just on to give it absolutely tight to all the council scumbags out there listening to the show for free when they can easily give just £1.50 a week for all the fantastic content. You boys have stepped up in the middle of a pandemic, giving us a show a week when you have no income, you have no gigs happening. I bet you every single council scumbag fingers their sister. <laughs> finger out, get onto the Patreon, become a hero and stop being a council scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that wee nugget. <laughs> <laughs> He's got David's got a point there. He's got a fucking point. Whoa. That was uh <laughs> I Thanks, don't know. David. I don't know that bit. You have no income, you have no gigs happening. I bet you every single council scumbag fingers their sister. <laughs> <laughs> now if you'd like to prove David wrong, sign up, become a I mean, patron. You know, if, if you are listening to that, um, and that that, that that message has moved you to become a hero, uh, simply uh, go to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the hashtag show, and say, subscribe, become a hero, and send us a message, I do not finger my sister. Um, that's it. Davey, thank you for your... Um, valiant message. Valiant, right. Uh, we've, got, we've got a few. Uh, need to be, I mean, he set the bar high. It doesn't need to be as much as 150 a week. We're not asking for that. Look, you rightly said it could be as little as... 50 pence a week that's and, it and, and been, been been basically comfortable in knowledge that you do not in fact figure your, your sister so <laughs> this, next, this next message is from Jerry Weatherall uh, Jerry Weatherall over to Jerry Hi there this is for all the council scumbag out there see if you met Cheeky Mal and DJ Gibbo in the pub you'd buy them a drink wouldn't you well see if you meet them in a the pub why don't you subscribe to the podcast every month and that's you buying them a drink every month Get it done now, you cheap council scumbags. You're the best now. And if I could sneak in a cheeky wee question oh. on the back of that, see if you could suck your own cock, <laughs> would you? And would you swallow it? All the best now. Hashtag hero, Jerry Weatherall. Jerry, you're a fucking legend. If I could just jump right in there, Scott. <laughs> I, I actually covered this wee topic. I'm sure it was one of the, the, the live gigs we did. It's just that one vertebrae that's stopping us. <laughs> and if Scott and I, I'm sure I'll speak for Scott here, if we could suck a red cox, you would be in fact listening to an empty podcast because we would be busy sucking a red cox right now. And we'd I have tell I guess if I try first time, if I could chuck my own cock, maybe a lot more special content on the Patreon. Let me tell you that. It'd just be the back of the head. Hey, listen, of course I would. Of course I would. Of course. And any man who says they wouldn't is a liar. And I tell you what, you would know how to give yourself a good blowjob. Because you know, you you know, you know how good you give yourself a wank. You know, Nick can, can come ghost to well, that hand been, you give yourself. Been, there's been one or two, let me tell you. Well, there's been, there's been good watching, good, good watching. But, uh, you know, when it comes to hip technique and grasp, no uh, woman has ever uh, held me like a man has. <laughs> but then, in your, in your own logic, then, you you would be able to give the best blowjob to another man well, because you yourself know what you enjoy. But was that no... I mean, I, I can't remember, right? Because... <laughs> I guess you would call it a bit or a skit of it, but that was my full point to the question that I raised at one of the lives. Is kind of like, technically, are you gay if you could give yourself a, a no. blowjob? Because you know you could date good. 
But then and as you say, but you'd be the best blowjob ever known to man. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> you're, but you're coming at it from a different angle. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> so you definitely need to you definitely need to go underneath yourself and oh, behind. Ah, yeah, right so, you're fa- so you're facing it. Because your belly would be right up at the top bit of your mouth. No, the bit that you fucking... <laughs> I mean, if you've got braces and it's getting stuck in behind your teeth, you could be in danger. Maybe you like that wee bit or off that wee ridge of your mouth. <laughs> it's a texture. It's a texture. Listen, yeah, I'll try and we'll report back. Get, get a message today at Hornstone and get a blowjob because that's <laughs> technically as close as you would get. You know? I mean, I was going to say just lie down, but I like the way you're going handstands, blood rush ah, Of course. <laughs> get a dress up like a tennis player. <laughs> um, so, uh, to answer your question, Jerry, of course we would. Uh, yes, and Jerry. Uh, yes, and yes is the answer to that one. And what thank a you, Jerry. Hero. Thank you, Jerry, for your shout. Jerry right, and got, Davey, heroes. I've got some more. Do you want some more? Of course, I, I would. I would listen to a full show of this. <laughs> uh, let's go to David Brown. Uh, David Brown here um, with Big his D-bomb. with his voice message for the boys. Alright, boys. How you doing? Um, Can I just say before we go any further? I love a good. Sharp and take a breath before before I be like, <gasps> okay, boys. Right. So, David, apologize. Back to David. All right, boys. How you doing? Um, I'd like to take this opportunity to address my mate, who absolutely loves the show. But let's be honest, he's a council scumbag. Um, my message to you, my friend, is I'm not going to mention your name. Oh, shame, you this is my message. Maybe if you stop spending all your money and pot noodles and cans of Monster, <laughs> you'd be able to help the boys out by giving them £4 a month. <laughs> I don't know if that was too harsh, would you think, boys? <laughs> what was that at the end? What was that at the end, man? I missed that bit at the end. Take a drink. <laughs> That was fucking great, David Brown. Maybe he's maybe the start his questions, but take that back, take that draw your fag as well. Then he's absolutely brilliant. I think David should have mentioned your your friend's name in its entirety, middle name a lot. Of course, shame that motherfucker. Because he's, he's, what David is saying is correct. If you literally, if you had you know two two pot noodles and two cans of Monster less a month, I mean a month, you you could be a hashtag hero, you know. Which well, that's what I was going to do. Um, would reward you. Pete, speaking of David, obviously has, has got a close friendship there. Maybe he's afraid to you know call out his friend's name. Uh, it could be something physical or sexual, but uh, this yes. hero uh, is, is not afraid to do that. Uh, Glenn McPherson uh, has wait, this wait, to wait, say. Wait, wait, wait a second, oh. Scott. Just in David's defence, I would yes. say that it's definitely not a sexual relationship because if it were, after they'd have like maybe a lay and, like, yep. I don't know, they bummed each other, yep. they would listen to the show together laughing. Yes. That's certainly not happening. So he's saying, <coughs> I don't want Maybe any sexual relationship with you. Even episodes, though, oh, right, okay. Until you become a hero. Until you become a hero, you can have my anus. Right, okay. I may, I may be wrong there, David, I don't know. Uh, this one's from Glenn McPherson. Anthony McPherson's a council scumbag. <laughs> now that's what we're looking for. That is what we're looking for. <laughs> Short, straight to the point. Short, five seconds, straight to the point. 
Anthony McPherson's a council scum. Anthony McPherson's a council scum. Anthony McPherson's a council scumbag. Anthony McPherson's a council scumbag. And once again, just for luck. Anthony McPherson's a council scumbag. There you go, Anthony McPherson, you council fucking scumbag. You have been called out. Change it, you motherfucker. Called out, man. <laughs> you are you are absolutely fucking loving this, aren't you? <laughs> this is your, this this is your fucking favorite thing. content, man. <laughs> um, right, let's go to Douglas Kane. Douglas, uh, long-time hero, uh, supporter of the show, uh, doing God's work over in God's country, Northern Ireland. Um, let's see what Douglas has got to say. So, you know, I'm one of the heroes. Uh, waiting on Falls Road to go to my shift in A&E in the Royal and it made me think 13th of April we've all been in lockdown I've been working like fuck I've watched people die and I've just been through a lot of shit like everybody else keep it light Douglas but do you know what see that four quid that I would maybe have spent on a, a Guinness and maybe a wee whiskey or new hipster beardy cunts that don't contribute would buy on your gin When's Jenna Man's drink? Grow up. Anyway, that money, you could have become a hero on the best podcast on whatever it is, the internet wireless thing. But no, you are choosing to just go and just eat because the wife wants a fucking pizza. And then you're all pleading poverty. I've not been working for ages and for loads. Of the NHS queues are long. I'm not waiting to near you. Get your hands in your pockets, you miserable cunts. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm even saying this to you, because CVs don't contribute, these are fucking nothing. If I had my way, my questions would be, who oh, were you in with Mrs Smith? A headache? Are you a Patreon in the hashtag show? No. There's the door there. This is neither an accident or an emergency. Bye-bye. <laughs> right, I'm away. They're my boss. I'm away for a shift. No, look. <laughs> he got cut off he got cut off he only had 90 seconds he couldn't keep that felt like a podcast on its own that was brilliant this is what we need to start doing we need to start recruiting nurses and doctors across the world and that's the question they ask you know in America they go do you have insurance in the UK it should be are you a hashtag either if they say no that's the response this is neither an accident nor an emergency push, push the gun it's still moving <laughs> brilliant Oh, great, man. Right, what have tell, we got? Tell me there's mayor. Mate, there's hunters. Oh, fucking hell. Listen, again, the hero vibe, it's a great wee family of fucking uh, the, oddballs. The, the heroes have taken it to another level the last couple of months, man. It's been great. Right, uh, Jim McMillan. Douglas, thank you for your question, uh, for your comments. And Douglas I mean, is right. A lot of these names I know for the for the for the forum, the, the chat forum and, the Aye, and listen, see even if you're sitting there unsure about becoming a hero, it's a beautiful family. And also if you've got a granny or an elderly relative, you're protecting them. Because if they need to go to the doctors in the next couple of months, all they need to say is, my grandson or my granddaughter is a hashtag hero and you'll be given the fucking golden treatment. Becoming a hashtag hero is the new Mason's handshake. hundred percent. Right? That's what it is. Hashtag hero will open doors. Jim McMillan. Let's see what Jim's saying. Hello, gentlemen. How are we? Um, do you think we can get some council scumbag t-shirts as well? You know what I mean? So we can single them out in the street and throw shit at them because they're <laughs> fucking cunts. 
Maybe a good idea. See what you think. Love you, bye. <laughs> Love you, bye. <laughs> Love you, bye. <laughs> Love you, bye. Love you too, Jim. I mean, at this moment in time, I don't think. I think we want. We want to. We want to welcome scumbags over to become a hero. You know, this is this is the time. They, they're in they're in uh, purgatory. They, they're, they're, they're living they life are. anew. They're living life. They could go to heaven slash Patreon, or they could go to hell, which we could just go at. Let's you know what? See for known. The show's that fucking good. It's going yep. Patreon only. Yep. How good a position would that be? And then you're just putting oh. content out to the people who really are supporting it and making it happen. Well, I mean that that's you know that's what we do now with the. You know, every every second episode that goes out, it goes to Patreons only, and I suppose that's one one the decision to do that was to build content and um, and to offer the, the heroes something different. But you know, I, I still like the idea that we, we there is some kind of offering out there to for people to discover the show. Um, uh, like I, I, I know, suppose that's why right, you're advertising the show and trying yeah. to round up the right people to become yeah. heroes. But uh, you know, we uh, we want heroes, right? I've got I've got two more, okay. This one is from Anonymous. Um, I'm not going to tell you if it's a man or a woman, although they have put their email address, but I'm not going to read out their email address because they have asked to remain anonymous. So anonymous, anonymous they shall, but a hashtag hero they are. Um, I would love it to be a woman. I don't know if I can, I mean, I've not got the technology here to put their voice through that kind of robotic thing, but, you know, anyway, are you ready for the anonymous uh, question? we are. Here we go, from Anonymous. My name is, well, you don't deserve to know my name because you are a council scumbag. Don't be tight. Sign up to Patreon. Mal, question for you. What one's your favourite child? Be honest. <laughs> is that it? That's it. It just ends there. There you go. Fucking right. Hey. I'm anonymous. anonymous uh, sign up. And Mal, who's your favourite child? Thank you, Anonymous, for your for your uh, message. That's a tough one, my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> right, one more. Uh, this is from Kenny Bridges. Uh, this is the this is the last question. I'm I'm so pleased that this has actually worked playing this through the headphones. Ah, uh, brilliant. Uh, here we go. Last question from Kenny Bridges. Hashtag hero. Over to Kenny. All right, boys. Kenny here. Yeah. Uh, I was out taking the dog a walk, picking up the, the dinner the other day there, and I seen this guy sitting outside the show. What you did, you know, a usual council scumbag beggar, you know what I mean? Sitting begging for money, begging for food, begging for anything they can basically get for fuck all. <laughs> so he asked me if I had any spare change. I says, are you a hashtag hero, mate, or are you a fucking council scumbag? He's like, mate, I'm a, I'm a council scumbag, I'm a freeloader. I basically just... Take, 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 and give nothing in return. <laughs> so I fucking basically salmon dived him, <laughs> busted him right in the bridge of the nose, and knocked him clean out, and then pissed on him, and then I get the dog to shite on him. <laughs> and I went to pick up my dinner, which I might add was a succulent Chinese meal. <laughs> <laughs> Get your hands off oh. my penis! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I love it for the fact that all these heroes are just like fucking embracing the show and making it their own, man. I mean, obviously, we need to say we don't endorse salmon diving uh, homeless people. I've <laughs> <laughs> heard that in my life and it's fucking salmon dynamite. Salmon dive. <laughs> right in their bridge of their I nose. fucking salmon dive. <laughs> I was, just about salmon to, <laughs> I was just about to say the succulent Chinese meal for the last episode was brilliant, but that's on a hero episode. That's the thing. The, the council oh, listeners, you, ah, you don't know what you're missing <laughs> out on. You are missing out on some podcast gold because that succulent Chinese meal, that was oh, absolutely yes. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I don't want to go back over those stuff, but see the amount of time I watched that video, man, it was unbelievable. It's fucking so rewarding, isn't it? You can watch I, it and watch it, man. He's like, you're under arrest. For what? You told me I could speak. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to receive my limp penis? <laughs> this one, this one here, this one here. Ah, yes. I see you I know see your judo. You. <laughs> you know your judo well. Look at this headlock. <laughs> Get your hands off my penis. Uh, under arrest for what? Enjoying a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? So good. This... It's democracy manifest. <laughs> <laughs> you shall not pass. This is democracy manifest. This is democracy <laughs> manifest. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> Such a good video, man. Oh, that's fucking dynamite. Such a good video. And you can enjoy that episode oh. over on the Patreon. Um, well, that's it. Thank you to everybody who, um, who got in touch. Kenny Bridges, Douglas Kane, uh, David Brown, Jim McMillan, Glenn McPherson, The Anonymous, uh, David Byrne, and Jerry Wetherill. Thank you to all of you <clears throat> who got in Fucking touch. Fucking amazing, man. Amazing. Hey, can I just say as well, just moving on, we got a message here through Patreon from a heroine. Oh, yes. And, and I just want to read it out because I thought it was really fucking great. She's went, hi, guys. I'm a Glasgow girl who's been living in Canada for four years and your podcast has been a lifesaver. So bloody funny. Scottish banter and characters that are so clever. That was quite I mean, nice with that. I feel like planning is into those, you know. <laughs> clever, that was the word that threw me. That's what I thought. This is a fake account. <laughs> She's fucking messaging like, podcast. Mal, Mal set up fake accounts again. Uh, everything that Malaka leaders are so clever. I'm like, mate, what are you doing this for? You actually can believe he's like a like an uneducated racist. Um, <laughs> That's uh, exactly what you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's hey. Thinking, hey, man, it's that play on. Sorry, it's a rich racist. I went there, <laughs> um, so through me there. So, uh, so clever. I mean, do you know what? You'd make me think that I'd love to see like us in like an in, you know, inside the actor's <laughs> studio, sitting with like, the cravats on, being interviewed. Or well, what? What we? Uh, what Scott and I actually did was we actually put what 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 what, 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 what would happen <laughs> if we put our minds inside that of a functioning racist and that's where the hashtag show came from but I mean I, but no, I just, just battle mate just battle no, yeah, I mean it's, a, it's just a conundrum you know there is a, there's that fraction out there of the listeners that we realise uh, identify with uh, stupidity and uh, cheap gags and racism and we thought wouldn't it be funny it'd be clever a clever play on words uh, per se to become that <laughs> uneducated racist that people can really really aspire to become and I'm, glad you, quite, I'm glad you asked that question growing up in the apocalyptic uh, sectarian hellhole of Ayrshire I tried to distance myself through my music and I thought what can I do to rebel against the upbringing of my fathers uh, so I married in a Catholic Italian and raised uh, my children <laughs> uh, the problem being that you know the uh, the biggest buyers of my music are uh, drum beating uh, nuncle draggers so it's a very difficult conundrum <laughs> 
if I were to be in, uh, you know, thank you for the question. Yes, hashtag show. Don't go to UK. But Jen got in touch to say she loves uh, so the show. I'll, I'll read that again. Scottish banter characters are so clever. We are indeed. Uh, I'm so homesick and listening to you two makes a difference. Although I don't think there's anyone in my life back home as mental as you two. Send us, a of Send us a couple of pictures, Jen. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, I couldn't cope being a scumbag anymore. So here Good. I am, a hero. Welcome. So glad I found your podcast, Jen. Jen, you're a heroine. Welcome. Welcome to the family. Yeah, Jen. Are you, are you me, Jen, from Glasgow? Yeah, Jen. I, I think I, I drive right at you <laughs> up the back of the school there. Like, yeah. I'm talking about 87, 88. Yeah, Jen. Just so you know, we deliver to North America, so you better buy a t-shirt. <laughs> mate, she's Canada, that's a cool bit, isn't it? A cool North bit America, North America. I Canada, Canada. Uh, when you go to Canada, man, see like, up there, there's, there's some of them that like French folk. Uh, uh, and fresh, and, and right, they're mate. educated, free education. So, like, it's just cold, it's just snowing all the time. It's like, no, you go to Canada and you're like, you're, where is it you're fading? The guy's like, Porcel, and you're like, what? And he went, I am, I keep here in the 60s, man. I've uh, got a nine-bedroom house and all that. When speak fluent French, mental, mate. Well, like well, eating cheese curds and gravy. It's pure mad. So, so, Jen, you might have to change your name to Claudette. Some <laughs> French. If you stay Jean. here any longer. <laughs> Jen. It's fucking Jen S. I love Canada, mate. Canada. Oh, that's Canada's brilliant, man. I've been there a couple of days. Uh, so that was a lovely wee question there. Yeah. Yes, Somebody else sent us a question that we've, we've, he's been, I was just trying to find it as we were talking and it was quite a long one. He was calling some dude and talking about some hero discount. He wanted to give other heroes. What? Where would it be? Ah, it, was a, it was a really kind of fucking good message. See, now I'm going to have to go into Patreon because you're not going to be able to find this. It's known, I don't even think it's in Patreon. I think he's fucking <coughs> sent it on the on the, the website the Facebook page because a couple of times I've, I've kind of looked at it and went right I need to fucking remember there's somebody's there you know. I mean, somebody's just is... Andrew Collins has just sent a message in Kyle Holmes is a council scumbag so Kyle if you're listening <laughs> Andrew scolds you out <laughs> and I think it might be there you go there it is there it is this is it this is it you found it so we'll have to investigate to make sure that Andrew Collins is in fact a hero I don't know why he would pretend to be, but he sent us this message through Facebook, know the right. Patreon, and it, you know, but we'll give him the benefit of doubt. He says, hi, fellas, huge fan of the show. You really have kept us going through this cunt of a year. Anyway, I've got a wee question for the show. So regarding the Matrix talk from a show a couple of weeks ago, given the opportunity, which pill would you take? Blue pill or red pill? In brackets, Marla's obviously going to take the red as not to fuck up the illusion of his idyllic millionaire <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> and he said, I would probably just take both and see what happens. <laughs> fuck it. So red or blue? Then he went, also, if you could get a wee shout out to the boys at Blackstar Glasgow AFC who now have our date for our football to return trophy time. Oh, wicked boys. And finally, a wee offer I have made before with my guys regarding my tiling business. 15% right. off all heroes on any tile work. Terms and conditions state that this will be added onto any work for the council's comebacks. <laughs> 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 Keep up the great work, lads, and remember, it's the Matrix. So, Andrew's question is, blue pill or red pill? I can't remember what was what now. Um, 
Right, well, if anybody's looking for that, if anybody's looking for some tiling work, uh, you know, keep the trades among the heroes. So get in touch with Andrew Collins. Uh, just search for Andrew Collins or Andrew if you want to drop us a message. We'll stick a wee post on the Facebook page. Um, and shout out to the boys at Blackstar Glasgow AFC. Right, so Blue Pill means you, you, can, means you <clears throat> come out the Matrix. You become Neo. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Or Red Pill as you stay in the university, stay in the Matrix. Oblivious to knowing that it's a matrix. Aye, I'm I'm taking the blue pill. I'm coming out. Aye, I'm coming out. I'm, I'm coming, coming out, out my pod. Because I'm up for. I'm well, here, here, here's the thing, Scott. Here's the thing, Scott. And I'm no, I'm no. I, I'm invested in the matrix. I've, I've. Mate, I know created that. Created two, two young children here. I know, but mate, they're not real. So I, and I, I've they're got not, a mate, wife and two real. kids. They're not real, but they themselves are in the matrix. It's not real. But mind a bit in the Matrix where the guys like that. <laughs> I know this is a, is a, snake, a, a snake steak, right? I really want... Uh, do you know what? I knew it you were going like, to fuck... I knew you were like going to say that. an amazing bit of steak. And do you know what? fucking... I, see when you started going, but I'm invested, I've got wins. In my head, I'm going, the cunt's going to talk about a steak. Every time I see that bit in that film, I think of you, you fucker. I know this isn't real, but I just want to taste steak again. Put me back in. That is the voice of the every man. That guy is talking right. for the every man there. I'm glad you brought this up. Do you want to tell the the uh, the heroes and council scumbags that finally you listened to DJ Gibble and you'd did, won I the did. best stakes of your I, life? I, I, I was I was going to bring that up at some point anyway. Um, so to say to, on a side note to what we're talking about, we'll come back to that. Well, you said you would come out the matrix, didn't you? I'm, I'm taking the blue pill, I definitely. I reckon I'm invested in the matrix. As in family, so that's that's the only thing holding me back. But and you might steak, pull out. Right? You steak, might after the other steak or right. Mate, you might pull out and you might find them in the fucking Zion as well. You're like, no way, I fucking, pull, out I pull out and I've got a fucking crew cut with fucking bugs in the back of my head and a <laughs> fucking bucket of spunk. Get me fucking right. <laughs> mate, I'm 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 happy staying mate, here. Rangers are fifty five. I'm happy to meet you. Luckily, that wouldn't be, <laughs> would be the first time you've had a buzz cut and a buff a spunk. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, Neil, you're at the Matrix. Yeah, you just man that Celtic man. <laughs> now, think before you answer this because it's going to be trouble either, mate. Neil, one question. Who's the greatest dead ball specialist of all time? Is it yours, Alberts, or yours, Alberts? <laughs> Nemo, Here, Neo, can, know how Nemo. you can stop bullets? Do you think you can stop a free kick for George Alberts? Absolutely <laughs> not, mate. <laughs> no chance. Not even Andy Gorham can stop a free kick for George Alberts, mate. And he's the greatest goalkeeper that's ever lived. Smell the glove. How is Nemo? Nemo. Here, Nemo. Ephron Musket says you're a load of shite. <laughs> Nemo, get off that couch you're hogging that joint thing. <laughs> you took that fucking red pill a couple of years ago look ah. at Nicky Nemo Nemo right. I'd, be, I'd be coming straight out of the blue pill and I'd be like Nemo how come there's no fat people in Zion what's this all about eh how <laughs> come I'm the only fat person in Zion mate that don't yeah. fit in a pod <laughs> do we know fit in pods Neil <laughs> Neil, where's your Alberts? Where is he? Where's plug up your ass? <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you lift him up today, fucking big spunk boys? <laughs> We're on his fucking floor. Fucking cut near me, dreadlocks. We're on a big communal spunk bath. <laughs> <laughs> a big hot tub, just floating. <laughs> a big stew pot. <laughs> for your sea manatees. 
before you know it, right, I've ripped, I've been ripped out of the fucking Matrix, I'm in Zion. I've never had dreadlocks in my fucking life and I've done it in my tits, man. What the <laughs> fuck's going on here? They're going around, they're going around the council meeting in Zion. Any questions on the floor? When will the, uh, the, the, the droids be coming through and how are the defence systems? Uh, the, a new member from the, from the, from the outer world. <laughs> Question, young man. Hey, mate, where's George Alberts? Because I refuse to believe that he is the end fucking Zion, mate. Where is he? Yeah, yeah. What's the guy's called? Fucking Methadone. Who's the Arkan? Who's the big black guy in those Office? Methadone. Office. Yeah, Methadone. <laughs> the Scottish Matrix. <laughs> Nemo and Methadone. <laughs> Nemo. Ah, it's Nemo. That's Nemo, man. I'm the one, right? Is, is there a stadium in this uh, Zion Nemo? Uh, methadone. And as. Is there an old fun game at any point in, uh, in, in, in Zion? Yeah. Lads, I know this is Zion, right? But what one's Scotland end? Morpheus. <laughs> but how's nobody made a Scottish, a a Scottish, Scottish Matrix? Yeah. Methadone. Do you want the blue I'm pill a, or a, all the pills? <laughs> <laughs> Methadone. Am uh, I still pumping tr- Trinity down here? Or what? Is that just the Matrix? Is that my dreams? Because she was, is she still got a, a red leather? No, the black leather jumpsuit, don't you? Know Methadone. Big man. Yeah, see when I pull the plug out, mate, it's got it hot. I don't want to feel it. You still, like, see, like, in Zion, that, can I still get bot noodles in that? Is <laughs> kangaroo days deliveries doing this way? <laughs> Do you get bot noodles in Zion? <laughs> 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 they're all, they're all, they're all, they're, all the, the dreadlocks are flowing they're all dancing to cool techno yeah what's missing, missing doing here is right good music you get a GBX down here because <laughs> yeah, all this is, techno stuff's no cutting it for me man what it is I've just put a right? fucking half a region I only do vinyl sets now <laughs> so <laughs> stick the USBs up your ass right so we'll take the blue pill talk to me about this steak Aye, right, so the other night there. And again, I don't have steak all the time. I, I will have it maybe once every seven to ten days I'll have a steak. We'll treat oh, mate, steak. you're having steak at least twice a week. No, no, no. That's what you think. It just kind of ties into every time we do a show. <laughs> so at least once a week? Right, at least once a week. So I've done my usual 30-day dry-aged ribeye steaks. <clears> and I took on board... It was very much in the back of my mind. You going, you need to fucking blast it from because I was doing a minute each side on ripping high heat. Hot. Nah, ripping hot, yeah. ripping. I had it at nine, so it means maximum it goes up to nine. The fucking skillet was smoking. That's what you want. We bought oil, pepper. Yep. Shh, shh, shh. Uh, but uh, what I did is I rubbed the oil into the steak so it holds the salt and pepper. I don't put it into the pan because at that high heat it can smoke really fast. So there's we tip back at you there. What you need is you need to use rapeseed oil is good. It's a high smoking oil. Sorry, what? Rapeseed oil. <laughs> well, what I do oh, is, is it canola oil? I, I peel back my fucking foreskin and I here just slap go. the wee purple headed tiger. Here we go. Is that how you check the temperature <laughs> of the pan? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The wee timorous fish. If it goes back in his house, dead quick. Oh, it's a hot pan. <laughs> Imagine if that's how you fucking tested the heat of a fry pan, you put your bell in there. <laughs> you just so have saying, I can't even feel it in my fingers star. and I can't even feel it in my bobby. I'm not getting a Michelin star if I don't put my fucking purple satonicus in that fucking hot skillet. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, this is this is how we do it uh, in Paris. <laughs> you want me to my tiger right in okay. that skillet? Are you telling me that he puts his belly in? Honestly, he's got a cock like a drunk's nose, man. It's all purple <laughs> and leathery. <laughs> his bobby looks like an old alky schnauzer. <laughs> My fucking... <laughs> you purple cobra, is that fucking tough now? It's fucking... The force oh. getting down the girl, he did it, man. <laughs> right, no, right. so... Rapid hot pan. Heavy roasting hot, Heavy. and I've done two minutes each side bush, bush, yep. on a high, high heat. Never touched it. Then I took it out to rest. Can I ask you something? What? See, when you turned it the first time, mm-hmm. I bet just joy filled you when you saw how it was how a wee bit. Was. Uh, it was a wee bit charred, but wee I knew bit. it wasn't like burnt black, which was my fear. <clears throat> oh, so goodness, isn't it? Flipped it. Then I sat it, and you were saying 14 minutes rest. That's far too long, man. Oh, at least 10. At least 10 minutes. Wait, so basically what I done was, so that's sitting, that's basically been done. And then the other two steaks were in the pan, and I done them two minutes each side. So it's basically rested five minutes, five minutes odd. The two that we had rested, we cut them up, <clears> and we <throat> ate them while the other ones were resting. These are and honestly, and, and I go, and again, I'm not a wine snob, but in fucking Gary Liddell, you get bottles of fucking uh, Barolo, which is one of my favourite wines. It's £11. It's not the best red wine, but it's a nice red wine. And, it's, and as soon as I start drinking red wine, man, it's just fucking... Oh, I'm an emotional drunk on the red wine. You're like uh, fucking <coughs> Caligula. Your house is like ancient well, Rome, I start, man. I start fisting fucking Rome soldiers. <laughs> I'm glad you listened to me and uh, finally enjoy the good steak. No, I definitely took it up a notch and I, that's going to be the wine now I'm cooking my steak. I'm steaks. telling you about leave it for 10 minutes because it, it all retains the heat. It'd Mate, I'm telling you, it keeps cooking when you bring out the pan and oh, then forgot, the heat comes back in again. It'll be a beautiful temperature. I forgot to say, on the, on the second two of the steaks that i done, what I did was I uh, got a bit of rosemary, a twig of rosemary and butter and I and I basted it basted it in the butter and I do enjoy a buttered steak better and and then there you go the ones that had rested I was Mm -hmm. paranoid about when they were being called so I gave them a and the butter residue that was in the skillet just a either side on the plate me, I'm fucking my my mouth's watering now thinking about it I fucking love steak we need to get we need to do a we need to do like a steak tour or, you know what we could even do one episode we could fucking do it as actually barbecue some steak and do a full live stream of just us cooking steak <laughs> right, we need once this is all done and we're back to normal we need to get the food reviews going up again I want to start doing some food reviews and, and filming steak them restaurants and stuff what? steak restaurants or what? at all restaurants just us, us you, just picking a place once a month and going there and doing a review on it you don't think it'd be quite hard but to, to film <clears throat> ourselves in a restaurant well, I'm working on getting some people involved. When you bring on a few, one I know, or two but even just for us sitting in a restaurant, a public restaurant, with people running about us, and they're going, "What you can't solve it." They've got no, because that's Scott Gibson. That's my local leader. No, because we, we would probably date during the day when it's quiet <coughs> aye, as well. Aye, okay, right. Aye, where you? I mean, we're not going to be we're not going to be dating at night. Aye, you mean corporate dinner? I've I've got a ritual. No, I know you're uh-huh. not as big a boozer as me, right? But see, uh-huh. when I'm cooking steak, uh huh. I'm doing two or three beers 
while it's cooking and something the day with the, the smells of the cooked meat and the popping of the beers same with barbecue and it just, just works well with me and I'm building myself up <coughs> for sitting down looking forward to the steak and it's as if I've not had a drink once I've sat down at the table because then I'm onto the red wine what are you having with the steak what are the accoutrements that go with the okay. meal well just the other days <coughs> she made spinach and garlic which I, I don't think goes with steak Oh, it's nice though. It's it's nice, but it's no it's it's it just doesn't sit well with steak. I'd rather have like a mushroom or something. And we had the uh, saute potatoes. Is that like I call them uh, patatas bravas, even though it's no them. But right. it's like fried potatoes, and nice. I fucking love them, man. <coughs> man, I'm getting hungry now. This is bad. Oh, mate. We always do this because it's coming up to lunchtime here. No, <coughs> no. Once lockdown's but, over, but we need to get some reviews in. That was, you know, that here, was I fucking wanna, amazing. I want to pitch an idea to you <clears> now as well. And then Heroes and Kunso can get in touch if they think that's a good idea. Yes. See, next year, once lockdown's completely done, I would like us to do some hashtag reviews again where we go out for a meal and we review the restaurant or the cafe or whatever it is. But like a good, you know, make it a, a good wee half-hour episode for YouTube or for Patreon. Uh-huh. But I would like us to do... Hashtag 24 hours. What's that? So, maybe every couple of months, we would get on EasyJet or Ryanair, find a cheap flight, and we go somewhere for 24 hours and do a hashtag review the place for 24 hours. So, like, Krakow, Amsterdam, or just fuck off somewhere. That would be fucking brilliant. It would be carnage, but it would be brilliant. Just like a... Like an idiot abroad, but it's like twenty four hours. We get twenty four hours in a place, and we just film it and go by and see what there is. That'd be good. That'd be really good. That'd be you know already my fucking. I seem to think how how brilliant because then you've got hashtag reviews. You've got us speaking these different different fucking hospitalities and don't know where we're going. Right, even on the plane. We can be reviewing places to go. Like here's the because every place, every city's got you know top ten tourist destinations. So what you would even g- something where you just rock up to an airport and you're booking the first fucking flight to go wherever. Can you no, do that in an airport though? Or is that just in the movies? No, I don't Scott, know. So you can't do that anymore. But ah, uh, you possibly could, but you'd spend through the nose on the tickets. Whereas you're better off buying like an easy to make it more a fuck. Mate, we can't even afford to buy fucking hashtag mugs. Nah, I know. We're going up I know. to fucking buy flights. No, that's what but I mean. That's why I'm saying. About to fly to fucking London. That's why tickets, you go. You go on EasyJet. You find the cheapest flight. You don't pay for a bag. So we're turning up with a backpack and we're going yeah. somewhere Aye. for twenty four hours. There's no hotel. It's twenty four hours. No, wait. You need to sleep somewhere, man. Come on, you shy bag. We didn't right. fucking sleep right. in a bus stop. We get a, we get a hotel, but it's a cheap hotel. No, I know you've been here, but straight away I'm hanging Amsterdam and Mushrooms. Of course, mate, of course. That's the first place I thought, because I thought that would be a good one to start with, because I know the city a little bit. So in my head, I'm going, we arrive, we get the train, we talk about the train, we're filming a bit, we go there, we get breakfast, lunch and dinner in the city, we're doing some touristy things, and oh, then at night we find somewhere, we get a baby, we play some darts. And then the Same next day, up. we cut it all together. It's a nice 40-odd minute episode that we can put out. To extend on that, you could say this is where the mission is. This is where the 24 hang is. And hey. how, however many fucking hashtag heroes can hey. come along, book up themselves. Hey. And maybe that night, we're going to meet at that pub and we're going to overtake 
Aye. that fucking boozer. Imagine. We just need to be uh, straight enough to be able to work on a laptop to record the audio. Or do we bring a gimp? <laughs> do we bring a gimp to fucking do that for well, us? Well, we need, we need to... We, this is, listen, we've got a year to sort this out, but we'll... Because uh, I want to try and find... I want... I want. This is what I want to start doing. I want to start doing content like that as well as a podcast. So we need to find somebody who's going to be part of the crew that can film stuff. That's what we need to find. I be reliable no end up fucking upside down with because ah, that's I mean, the job. Listen, if you can still work your camera when you're mad, that's fine. Here is the thing, right? I would this, just love it. Technically, this is, is my... what you would need. <laughs> right. Ultimately, we could record on our phones the videos, but you really want a, a, a third person there capturing it in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and we could cut an hour video, like we fucking ones ourselves. <clears throat> Right, like me filming you in the background, all that kind of stuff. So you, we would need a camera guy. Or women. Or women. Um, and then we would need either a field recorder with the two mics or a laptop with two mics. Probably a field recorder that you can plug the two mics in, it would probably just be handier. But then I think that would need to be what somebody you, else's job. What are you thinking this for? For doing a podcast? For, for, record, for recording the content, aye. And it becomes a podcast, it becomes a video Oh, I would say, but I mean, like during during the day when we're kicking about, we would just have the microphones on the cameras. Right. No, I think it would need to be a wee bit more prone. That you can get the good wee. No, listen. That's <laughs> that stuff. We can sort that out. Don't worry about that. We can sort that out. I think that's a fucking great idea. Thank you, but because in my head, Amsterdam is the first one. Even things like Dublin, London, stuff you can do in the UK. <clears throat> what, what about this right I, I know we'll probably fucking fail it but we could maybe even do let's see that uh, beard meets meat or whatever it is we could go and do some mad food challenge somewhere yeah, of course we could you know you could do just if, and you advertise that we're going to I, I don't know fucking Newcastle even and some cunt goes go and try the big breakfast challenge or the chips chippies yeah. tra- challenge here or, <clears throat> or end stuff. of the night after you're steaming go for a fucking pie and chips at this place Yep. You know, it's got to be booze and eating. There yep. you go. And we just, we, we will do that and just talk shit all the way through. Right. And in my head, obviously, every time we go somewhere, because I'm thinking of Amsterdam, we go to Amsterdam, we're in a pub, you know, we turn around to order a drink and Mr. Ross is behind the pub, what in the bar, and then we go somewhere else and Mr. <laughs> Ross just bought stuff like that. But strip down, I think 2022, we need to start doing that. We need to start ah, going places. Amazing. Hashtag show 24 hours in. And we spend a day in a place. I mean, it could even be like it could, we could go up to Wick. You could go down to Aye. fucking Lands. It doesn't. I just mean pick a place. <clears throat> you know, the, the video would be the travel there, the partner would get there. We try and find things to do. That's that sounds fucking incredible. I think we should start doing that. I, I don't know. I you know I think as well because we've been locked up so much that it, it, it's made appealing now to me. Whereas if you'd have said this to me a year ago, I'd go, I can't <clears throat> fuck Scott. I know. I know. I had to break you. I'm like a fucking. I had to break you. No, I'm not fucking. My level. I'm like a cold cobra, mate. That's (laughs) what, man. How good would it be for us just to jump on a plane and twenty pound easy jet flight to the fucking middle of Poland, Amsterdam, Amsterdam, and have twenty four hours going crazy in Berlin? Although we 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 noised each other up on uh, Ibiza chat, me and Mister Ross going out to Ibiza for a fucking. I mean, that would be a weekender. Aye, but that would be a that's a that's a couple that's a couple of episodes in once we understand the format and we know how to make it. Aye, man. I mean, the Amsterdam would be a good one if we could tie it in with because that 
I don't want to say too much to any people get excited. I've got a contact at a comedy club. So we could go over, do a day's filming. I could do a gig at night. And then on the Sunday, we could do a hashtag live after. Wait, so you're the cunt's going to be making a fucking wage and you're just doing <laughs> on a fucking holiday? I like your thinking there. What about the Bathies get a hey, fucking gig and fucking can, get some hey, money? Hey, we're doing a hashtag show. All right, so you've got two gigs. So you, you can, can you buy can a bigger support, pocket than you me. Can do, you can do support work. You can <laughs> do 10 what? minutes. DJ. Now then, now then. Imagine my comedy stand-up set. And then I was like, to the guy, fuck you, you dirty cunt. <laughs> and I pumped him up the arse and then he was like, Rangers are Celtic. Thanks, good night. <laughs> imagine a hashtag. Imagine a hashtag live Sunday afternoon in Amsterdam. Oh, be death. That's the thing. Dreams, dreams are made of. One day. One, but I do think we should start doing some travel stuff and definitely the food reviews. The food reviews will definitely happen. But I think we should start doing hashtag 24 hours. And like you said, Wick, never been to Wick. Uh, we could go some random place in England we've never been. We coastal tune. You know, anywhere. I, I I like, you know, we could try some of these food challenges, see, like, like fucking between the two is, you know, just mm-hmm. like, although I reckon I'd fail miserably, I'd get a good crack. Oh, I'd fail as well, man, but again, good content. Good content. So it's barfing all over the place. Oh, thanks, mate. Some challenge you got here. What's doing you? What? <laughs> Mate, no, I thought it was free because I gave the challenge. <laughs> I'll, I, well, I'll get folk to like your restaurant Facebook page and you get a fuck all. What? So there you go. Lots lots of content hopefully coming oh, up. That's dynamite. Um, that's dynamite. In between now and then, hashtag episodes every single week. If you want to become a patron, if you want to become a hero, please do help support the show. Help help support the show and help make these things a reality. Because let's be honest, when we're back to work, when we're both working again and life is back to normal, Hopefully we can use the uh, the support that we get from the heroes to make things like this a reality. So if you well, enjoy the show, please do become a hashtag hero. I mean, even in thinking it, like, let's I mean, we keep going back to the Amsterdam thing or or a Ibiza or something like that. But we go like that. We are going to Amsterdam for a day, and we say we just put it out there to the heroes what day it is right. So it could be a squad of fucking forties flying out to Amsterdam. <laughs> can I also right? say this? Flights to Amsterdam from Edinburgh Airport are every single day. Oh, Jesus Christ. They're only twice a week for Glasgow, but for Edinburgh, it's every single day. So you could go like that, right? We are flying on Thursday. No, I don't think you need, I don't think you go, uh, spit it out. I don't even think you go at the weekend. I think you go like fucking right, you go midweek. the midweeker. <laughs> just so you, it's Because it's even Mary, I mind fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're not there, you're there on a Tuesday. Like, what is happening, man? I'm at my nut and mushrooms on Tuesday. Scott, it's only Wednesday and I need to get my face the wife in Wales. <laughs> I need to do a food <laughs> Imagine, no, but even like, for instance, and you say, we will be, we need to do a bit of groundwork, but whatever fucking club, titty titty bang bang or something we go to, <laughs> we will be there at seven o'clock at night. Mate, Everybody's high, invited. We're highbrow travellers, mate. We'll be at the Van Gogh Museum. Underneath Aye. the self-portrait. The Anne Frank fucking museum. Aye. On blues. <laughs> Tripping just to see what she went through. No, I mean. <laughs> but I know that's great. And hey, listen, right, jumping out, I want to just give a wee shout out to all the heroes who've recently joined. I've got this wee list I meant today as well. Oh. So, <clears throat> Chris Shaw, Jen S, Paul Allison, Grant Andrews, Charlie Venables, Jamie Kirk, Jodie Thompson, Paul Allison, Wally Sancho McClure. 
big up uh, and big up to all the heroes and all the ones that I forgot to shout out but they've just joined this month do you want one last message before we end the show of course we do because Kenny Bridges has just sent a message 10 minutes ago so he's lucky sneaked in while I've got it open um, so let's finish on this let's see what it is I've no idea what the question is it could be anything it could be a rant um, so let's finish off with Kenny Bridges and uh, let me just turn that back on so we can hear the damn thing let's see what Kenny is saying alright boys Kenny here <laughs> um, 90 seconds isn't going enough uh, right looking for a bit of advice in terms of getting your name out there as a DJ um, i also looking for Scott's advice would be great as well uh, I've been doing it for about 20 years um, since I got my first set of decks at Atandi that just shows you how long ago it was um, used to send tapes away in the 90s to clubs and stuff never ever got anything back I, I'm not daft I know that it's no if you're any good it's who you know and all that kind of thing any pointers Mal you know to, to sort of try and push your name out there I know the market's saturated and stuff like that but even to get even to get a couple of gigs I'm not looking to be a superstar DJ um, play the lodges Obviously, the genre of music that I play, uh, I try to sort of push the sort of upfront hardcore, know that know the sort of like mad gabber stuff. I found recently that I've been venturing more into techno and trance, which I'm really enjoying. Maybe it's just my age. I'm st- this is getting very serious. I thought this was going to be better. Sort of mellow a wee bit. Um, how did obviously, I mean, Mal used the ultrasonic. You know, you, you guys probably got in at the start at the right time yourself, Scott Brown, all these, band, all these DJs and bands back then. It's just obviously nowadays it's fucking absolutely saturated everywhere you look. You go into Facebook, there's people in their kitchen doing DJ mixes. I converted my attic about two years ago to make a makeshift studio to try and sort of make it look a wee bit more professional. But every time I seem to go into Facebook now, I've got like 10 people watching me. Uh, any pointers, any advice you can give us, Mal? Superb. Thanks, Kenny. Hey, <coughs> thanks, Kenny. And and you know what? I'm re- I respect Kenny's honesty and just coming out and laying it out there. The, you know, the frustrations are that he's going through, and even uh, you know, you know, like fucking even seeing something like I'll get ten foot watching and that. I, I've actually seen Kenny's live streams and I've seen <coughs> him uh, doing his sets. So and and I, and I can um, I don't know what the word is when sympathise mm-hmm. with the situation he's in because even though Kenny may view me as an established DJ there's still loads of things that I would love to do and I'd love to get big figures and you know I'd love to play the big venues and yep. or, you know so everybody's still and I'm sure you agree on it you're always even if somebody views you as made it or established you know yourself in your mind you're nowhere near as as established or Comfortable is what maybe folk perceive. Is that right? Would you say that again, Aye. Scott? The only the only thing I would say, to Kenny, is like I, uh, I I I understand exactly what you're saying. Like I am terrible at self promotion and social media. I'm terrible. Like I don't have a lot of followers on. I've hardly any followers on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I I don't have a lot of followers, um, and I know that I'm never going to be the type of comedian that will get viral hits because even the other day, <clears throat> the missus was showing me some videos of a guy and she went like, do you know how this is really funny? 
and I, I didn't at all. I don't know who it is. An English boy, I don't know. But as I'm watching, I'm going, this is what people want and this is how you become uh, like online or socially, social media. This is how you become famous on social media because you do these things that are 10 seconds, 15 seconds, funny wee clips. And that's no me. That's no the type of comic I am or the type of stuff I produce. I am long form, one hour, hour and a half, two hour plus long shows. So the only thing I would say to Kenny to keep in mind is don't base success on the either number of people who are watching you or the number of people who interact with you. Base success on your talent. I know that I'm never going to be, you know, a TV comic. I'm never going to be superstar famous. But I know in my heart, I'm one of the best comedians in Scotland. And I can say that without feeling guilty about it anymore or no believing it. I fully believe I am one of the best comedians in this country. And I know that from when I do my shows, the reaction that I receive. Would I like to play to more people? 100%. Is it ever going to happen? I don't know. In my heart, I don't think it will. But that doesn't deter from the fact that I know I am a very good comedian. So maybe when it comes to things like art, which music is, or comedy, or whatever, don't compare yourself to people who have a lot of followers. For example, I saw somebody who, and I saw their name had DJ at the end of it, and I went, I've never heard of this person in my life, and they had over half a million followers, and I thought, what the fuck, a Scottish DJ? And then when I clicked on the video, this person is in a kitchen, in a bikini top, with a massive pair of tits out, and I went, that's how you're a DJ. So don't... Like. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe. Smash a bell. (laughs) But what I'm trying to say is, don't compare yourself to certain people who you think are being successful because like Mal saying, you know, the way I always try and tell myself is some people who I see that get success when it's not deserved or get success where there's a lack of talent, please believe that when they get to the end of the career, they will feel completely empty because they know they got there with no talent and that is a horrible thing. Yes, we all wish we had more money. We all wish we were doing the big gigs, but just... So just concentrate on the music, Ken, and that's it. I've watched your live stream as well, mate. I've enjoyed it. I played one of the live streams the other day when I was uh, fighting the wife. It's good background music for domestic violence. Play the stuff. (laughs) Just enjoy playing the music. And, you know, things will happen. Here's the thing, I know, you know, totally what you're saying, just to fucking build on that, the fact that you and I are aware that Kenny does live streams. Is that a line for your song? You and what? I. The fact that you and I. Well, that's he, you and me. That's but the fact favorite. that you you and I, Scott, are yep. aware that Kenny does live streams shows that people are aware. Mm-hmm. Maybe not watching the full hang, but people are aware that he's DJing and he does live streams. <clears throat> also, let, let me just jump in and say this. I obviously do the quiz every Wednesday on my Facebook page, right? And I wish my numbers for that were far higher. But I know that I have got two people who watch the quiz on a Thursday because they can't play along on Wednesday so when you put things like that it will always be there you don't know who's going to see it yeah. you know and you need to think don't think short term think long term that was always one of the problems with this podcast you know we you need to think long term with these things it's about building content it's about building a body of work and if you put something out on a live stream or you put a comedy album out or whatever you do and 10 people view it that you just need to detach yourself from that and say, why am I doing these things? Am I doing it because I have a love for this? 
art or this music or am I doing this because I want people to see it? And if you're doing it because you want people to see it, it's never going to grow. If you're doing it because you genuinely love it, over time it will grow. And as long yeah. as you are doing it for you know your love of something, then that's as fulfilling it can be. Ah, that's a good point. I mean, also as well, what you said, I mean, people who are doing like the wee Instagram hits and they seem to be Instagram famous, that's because they're working Instagram. They know how to build up their likes. They know how to build up their shares. But they also only know how to do an Instagram video. Put them in a live scenario like what you do, Scott. They'll fall on their ass because they've no go. I know two years material. They've got 15 seconds or, or, or 30 wee two-minute clips that can be structured into a, a live performance when it comes to the actual uh, talent of performing live. They can't do that. So, That's, I mean, I know then, when sometimes when, when people show me these videos and they go, how do you know do that? I, like, how do you I know it gets many likes I, as that? How I'm do like, you know that? I can't do that. It's a different type of entertainment. But what I mean is people are not seeing that and then they'll say things you like, so they'll show me, people have shown me clips or sent me clips go, you should be doing things like this, big man. And I'll just go, well, I can't do that because it's just no my style. I don't, I don't, my mind doesn't think that way. Ah, oh, but mate, he's getting, you know, 10,000 likes and da, da, da. And I'm going, would you go and see them for an hour and a half? No, exactly. It's a, it's a yeah. completely different thing. And this is the problem that social media has done for people. It has completely detached anyone's idea of looking at the art or appreciating it. Things like, People will be sent something or I, I know people who have gone to meetings in the past with production companies to try and pitch ideas and they have turned them away because they don't have half a million followers on Instagram. And you're right. going, no one is willing to look at talent anymore. People are so interested. So until there is a shift in that, you know, you, you can't you can't impact on it. So you just need to focus on what you want to do. And like I said, Kenny, you built the studio because you love music. You've you know, you obviously got your setup together because you love music. Play your music, mate, and you don't know what's going to happen in the future. Do you know what I mean? You, you I, don't know. Well, first and foremost, you do it for yourself. And if anybody else likes it, that's a, a brilliant bonus. If you're just doing it to get other people to like it, that's maybe not the right way to do it. And like Scott says, if you love it, you do it because it's you loving it. What you're doing, the happy hardcore or new hardcore, whatever it is that you're doing, is a very niche market as well. So you need to be aware of that. No, everybody likes that. But that's in all kind of musical styles. You know, you could go, right, what's the one all the veins like? That's what I'll play. But then you know, your heart's knowing that. So I stick to what you know. Even if it isn't the most popular, your passion will come through in your music and your mixing. Even me, wait, let's just take Facebook or whatever. I've got something like 20,000 likes, which you might think, oh, fucking hell, that's amazing. I've only got 100 or 10. I know that's not a lot. But I also have friends in the music industry who's been in it, not even as long as I have, or maybe longer. And I know for a fact that they've bought 100,000 likes from like farms and stuff. And when I've been promoting my music and my albums and you're getting it to, you know, I've a couple of times I've worked with promotional companies and they've went, which is that what you said, Scott, we can't run this piece because you've not got as many uh, likes on your internet and social pages. Yep. You really need to be up at a couple of hundred thousand for us to consider it. Now, I could have quite easily went and bought them like so many other of my colleagues have, but I refuse to do that because I know every like on my page is a genuine like. No, I bought a purchase like for Indonesia or fucking wherever. So it's basically what you perceive as success, isn't it? Again, with the music, the DJing, I kind of was fortunate to be in it at the 
possibly run about the start or the beginnings of it and rid, rode the crest of the wave. And it was just through my love of being able to do it that I've kept doing it. So there's a certain amount of luck involved. To grow and do what you're doing, maybe after lockdown, take out a wee pub, take out a wee function venue, invite all your mates, start your own wee nights, start maybe looking at making the music. It's very hard. It's going to take a lot of hard work and a lot of time. But if you love it, that doesn't even come into it. It's just what you want to do. It's just where your passion lies. Yeah. You know, there isn't a fucking easy answer. No, you've just got to you've just got to be happy by you've got to try and get to the point where it's creating your art that makes you happy and makes you fulfilled, regardless of what that level Uh, is. And that's that's where I am with the comedy. I would love to be doing bigger crowds, but I obviously know the last year and a half. But I have said before, if I can survive. By being a comic, I have won. I've made it. You've made it. As long it. as I don't need to go back in a call center again, that's it. No, would I like to be touring the world? Yes, I'd love to do America. It's not going to happen. I'd like to do some festivals. Well, how do you it's know gonna it's happen. not going to happen? It's maybe going to happen later down the line, mate. You're right. You're right. I'm. I'm. Got, I'm, I'm contradicting myself. You're right. You don't know. That's but you, right that, now, I, that's that's you now looking at the instead of the long term. But right now, it's just. You know, you, it's a hard one because it's it's so difficult not to. I tell you one thing, right? And I'll just say this, and like I I have tried to make a very conscious change uh, over the last probably maybe six months because my mental health again hit the bottom during lockdown, right? When I was in a really bad place, and it's because I never realised how important gigging was to me, being able to do my shows because it's it's therapy. Like I, I there are things that I will talk about in my show, that this new show coming up that I haven't been able to speak to anybody else about and I know that I, I do it on stage but I have so I don't follow anybody on Twitter anymore I'm not saying you need to go to this extreme but I took I went through Twitter and I took everybody off who either continually post negative things on my page or brings kind of negativity in and then I thought why am I doing this I don't even I don't even use social media anymore I just took everything off I stripped everything right the way back down so that I didn't have any negative stuff because a lot of people will have things in their social media, people they don't like or they'll share things they don't like. I just took it all away. And the other thing I did was turn all my notifications off on my phone. So whenever anybody's on Facebook or Instagram, I don't see it. And then maybe I usually check it in the morning and I'll sit and check it at night when the missus finish works and then I'll reply and I need to reply. And that has been a huge change. See this constantly sitting on your phone every two minutes and looking at social media because it's damaging, man. And when it comes to things like, you know, sharing live streams or doing quiz, you are going to naturally compare yourself to other people. And you do that because that's what that's what the whole social media thing wants you to do. Wants you to, you know, put yourself against other people. But believe me when I say this to Kenny or to anybody else who's listening, if you create something and you are looking at somebody else going, why have they got, you know, 10,000 followers? Why have they got, you know, half a million followers and I've only got fucking 200? Believe me, those people are looking back in going, I wish they had their talent. Uh, Trust me, that is the truth. I know for a fact that the amount of shit that I've got in fucking comedy and from other comics, I know for a fact when push comes to shove, when they're sitting alone at night, they know they wish they had fucking half the talent I've got when it comes to creating shows and building shows. So 
Don't compare yourself to people. Do your own thing, man, and just keep pushing. And Kenny, you don't know what's in the corner. And the fact that you're still doing the live streams, mate, is a big thing. So I mean, you just need to keep pushing on, mate. Well, I, I mean, for getting out your tapes way back in the day, and maybe no being happy that you've no actually done gigs back in the day, to actually doing live streams and out shows that you're passionate about the music and what you do. It's because Kenny was sending out, he was sending out tapes and his DJ name was Kenny Bridges RFC, Chucky Arlar, down the road. That was his DJ name. I mean, I can't even put that on a poster. It's too well, big. I get you doing the lodge, I get you doing the lodge. <laughs> but, I mean, there the loves there, you know, for what you're doing. And I think that's your success. You know, the fact that you've still kept doing it through all the knocks. Because... Uh, no, everybody's going to make it and to what they perceive being making it is. Look at this. Look at this podcast that you're listening to now. Now, you might think we've made it as a podcast, whereas Scott and we I know. We have they. We have not. We're, we're six years in a day in this podcast and knowing that it's, we're basically doing it for the love of the podcast. Do you know, here's the, here's the weird thing about the podcast. But we're right? enjoying what we're doing. Aye. And that's What's what's it? kept us doing it. We're six years in, but I really only feel as if we've been doing it for a year. Because we're not counting... I, I, I've counted the years, went six years I know, in. but do you know what I mean? It's, it's not like we're sitting going, fucking hell, six years in. But see, you're right because in what you say. it's only been the last year that we've actually been every week. Whereas mm. before we were... It was so erratic before. Whereas now it feels like... it's. A, and here's here's my thing about what I'm we're trying to say We're just getting wild, we're just starting. I... I... I used to think see like maybe at the at the end of last year I sat for a good maybe half an hour one day when I was going through Patreon I was updating the website and I was taking stuff off and I was like can you imagine how good this show would be if we had been doing this four or five years ago and I'm going mm-hmm. so what there's no point in looking back because I can't change anything in the past this is where the show is now we've got it in a good format we know what it is it's working with the two years and we're building it and that's what I'm saying like the fact that we've been doing it as regular as we had has has shown what the show has built and it's hard sometimes though because we don't realise because the show means a lot to different people you know and it has been a, 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 every week there's been a good wee thing and the way I try and think about it is I listen to a podcast once a week uh, it comes out every Monday and that's my wee Monday thing I do it on a Monday I sit and do my admin I listen to that podcast and I'm going there are people who will do that with the hashtag show you know, and as long as you're a hero, we fucking love you. Become a hero, support the show, man. Support the show. Why go to Amsterdam and get mad about it and film it? And Kenny, the fact that you're a hero is why we're answering the question. How do you mean a council scumbag? People are like, tough, mate. Just keep fucking doing what you're doing. I know. And also, but, I can't believe this has been a nearly two and a half hour episode, man. This is going to be a short one. And now, Lucas. Alright, but to wrap say. up, just in what, because a day, what, as soon as Kenny started talking, I admired his honesty and what he's been trying to achieve mm-hmm. and that I think is speaks fucking volumes because that's what you don't get in this industry is honesty yep you know and you're loving what you're doing mate fucking keep doing it who gives a fuck it. who's listening who's no listening see the fact that you go like, that was a bitchy fucking mix Aye. that Kenny, track went with that track you, see I, you I, I smashed play. it tonight that's in awards <laughs> You I play Toka's Miracle mixed in with a sash. You play whatever you want, <laughs> right? <laughs> Demi, de- keep doing what you're doing. You know what I mean? It's, it's it's a fucking hard game. It's a it's a hard game. When folks started writing music, 
and folk started doing whatever they're doing. They never did it to go. I, no, hold on. If you're doing it to try and be famous or try to make money, that's the wrong reasons. You've got you've got to have goals, right? And I'll I'll be honest, and I'll share with you now because I feel that we're opening up a wee bit. My next target is five thousand tickets. That's my goal. I want to get to the point. That's your where next achievement, sort of that's thing, my next a big show. So my first achievement was doing an hour, getting myself up to the point where I could do one hour. I could do a solo show, a, a special, right? And then the next target was, can I do it again? And I knew if I did it again and I could write a full new hour show, then in my heart I could say, I am a comedian because it's not a one-off, it's not a fluke. I've been able to do it and I've done that now. I'm on, this will be my fifth show. And my next step is 5,000 tickets. I want to get a tour together over a year and sell 5,000 tickets over the year. Now, that will only happen next oh, year. Or no one show for 5,000. No, just no, no. 5, over a year. And a collection of shows, right, right. In a year. But that won't, they bother. I won't, mate. But there's nothing wrong with that. It'll take a few years and I'll build it, right? So I'll maybe do 100 tickets a show and I might do maybe 20 shows a year, right? So maybe 2,000 tickets next year. But that's my target, 5,000 tickets. And just keep building towards that. Now, that's no crazy but it's still a way off and that's what I'm getting if I can get to that point I would be overjoyed and I would be happy there and no, it's you wouldn't six- but then Scott your next target would be 7,000 10,000 because that's how you work as in you're, no matter if you, there's never a point where you go I've made it you're always working to to better yourself to take your no, art I, th- I think you're wrong mate. I think it, de- it depends on what you're wanting to Achieve well, you just tell me you want to achieve 5,000. Aye. So what's wrong with staying where you're other now? Because that's that was never my goal for the start. My goal was always that for the start. Oh, right. From the very start, you've From the very years. beginning. Or I'm, I, I, I bet you when you reach 5,000, which I'm sure you will, your target will be, let's, take, let's, go for, let's aim for 10. Because I don't think you can sit back and go... But I, uh, I know... I'll do me. But, well, I, I know myself that after being exposed quite early on to the, the inner workings of this fucking industry I know if I can get to that point I can be very comfortable in my in my, my normal life and in my working life because I am not at that level I can op- I can still operate myself very well do you know what I mean you're, I'm not going because I don't want to ever be with an agent again I don't want it. no again I know what you're saying never say never but I'm not interested in it I'm not interested in people being involved in my my work in the sense of telling me what I can and cannot say, telling mm. what I can and cannot talk about, telling me different shows, no interest. Whereas I want to get to that point where I can just do the things I want to do, play the venues I want to play, and be comfortable. And that believe me, that still that target is a lot is still a few years off. But you know, you never know, I might get there. That's what no, I'm working towards anyway. I think I think you will get there. I think, uh, uh, I mean, he, Kenny, to get back to you, I'd done Ultrasonic, which was viewed to be successful. I got ripped off by the record label, severely ripped off. Then look at Public Domain, what I'd done. I got ripped off even more so with the record label there. So I could have quite easily been really bitter and just hated the fucking game and walked away. But I just went, no, because that's no what I'm in it for. I'm in it because that's what I want to do. I enjoy doing. I've got the my wee 
digital label now, but I feel now I'm more, maybe where you're talking about, Scott, is like I've got to the point where I'm happy with where I'm, I don't need to rely on managers' record labels. I'm doing it myself. So everybody who buys a T-shirt or a fucking album, I appreciate it much more because I'm receiving that money and no cunts giving me fucking one pound at it as my reward for making them money. Mm-hmm. So you don't really need to rely on the big numbers. But then you get, there is a conundrum there and all. We need to wrap up this show, but I there's a conundrum there and all because you want, to, you want to reach as many people as you can. And to do that, you need to, whether you believe it or not, you need to embrace social media management companies, promotional companies to take you to the next level to get a wider audience. So it's a fucking catch-22 in, in, in itself. But then again, no manager would take you on unless you reach a certain threshold and then it's a fucking horrible business. Stick to doing it for what you love and enjoy your sets that you do and things will fucking will continue. They will. I can't believe this. I was honestly going to say to start, let's keep this to an hour. No, I thought that, no. Two and a half hours. Right, I need to get a dug out. This has been episode 122, an absolute bumper for the council. Uh, enjoy it and uh, thank you for listening. Become a hero, support the show, patreon.com forward slash the hashtag show, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash the hashtag show. Four quid a month gets you access to every single episode, including all of the hashtag specials. Sign up now, support the show, be a hero. All the best now. Ta-ta. <laughs> Ta-ta, farewell. <laughs> ah, yes. Ah, yes. Ta-ta, I farewell. S- <laughs> <laughs> I see you know your judo well. <laughs> Bye. Hit it. How many years does he need a job? He's got a bank of mum and dad. Oh, that's quite surprising because he's not. Uh, he gets his uh, small Hashtag pocket money. Bye. Uh, <laughs> right, here, here's one for you, right? Right yeah, after that. That's that right. show, man. Love you, bye. <laughs>